0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to the 4th of July special edition holiday weekend of Second City Sports. We're live and in, in living color right here on Sport Joe Chicago. All over Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow me at King McGee on the Twitter and at Kimo's
0: McGee on the IG.
1: Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app. You wanna know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, so you can catch all the other five live shows throughout the week. So make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. If you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure, including this for the July holiday weekend. So if you miss any shows or you don't want to catch up on new shows, make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. Or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once you again, find sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this program, Second City Sports? You can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor on our podcast feed. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. That's War on Anchor on those podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At WARR Media once again on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget, we are Roku TV. You have a Roku TV device. There we go, Lakina. Justin Fields running down supporting us. Get up, Chicago. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku. You have a Roku TV. Or if you don't have a Roku TV device, you can download the Roku TV app. Make sure you go to the sports department, type in Sports Zone Chicago, and voila, you're right there. So, Make sure you support us today on Roku. We are available on Roku TV, and thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on a fund, and we
1: have very different opinions. Lakina, as we talked about before, we went on air today. This is our Fourth uh, of July special on Sega City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We like to personally say thank you to two people, Kevin Durant, <laughs> and. The NCAA, (laughs) we're going to give you fireworks from start to finish, baby. Mm -hmm. And speaking of fireworks, let's kick off this holiday weekend edition of this fine program by discussing the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine has resigned, as we told you, for five years, $215.2 million. He gets the max deal from AK and GM Mark Eversley. And we have a newcomer to the team. His name is Andre German for two years. $6.6 million for option for on the second year of the contract. We'll get to the Kevin Durant saga and everything else in just a moment. Lakina. I know many Bulls fans want the big enchilada to happen this offseason. We'll get into that in terms of Durant later. But as we expected, Zach LaVine is returning to the Chicago Bulls. As I said before, this will not only help this team today, but it's going to help them moving forward as as they hope to continue to become championship contenders. Andre Drummond. Uh, he's a nice replacement. You didn't get Mitchell Robinson. We will tell you where he where he went to in just a few minutes. But Laquina, this is what I expected from uh, as we call it, the Bad Boys Moving silent squad over there on West Madison Street.
0: Yeah, 212 million in 5 years. That's actually not too bad cuz we've seen other players and we'll get to that, you know, next segment, you'll know, get in the max. So it's actually, you know, pretty cool that They actually got a bargain for them and our a buddy uh, Vernon Fairly, at least the Bulls didn't get slowed mo, Slowman green only to get a dark-skinned uh carlos boozer like well we'll get to that that in a second but uh but yeah i mean look look this was a look this is a foregone conclusion all the rumors that say oh he's gonna go to san antonio he's gonna go to atlanta and and all that and you know portland and all the other crazy rumors yeah you know look everybody said especially in recent days that he was gonna go back to chicago and that's what ended up happening you know he loves it here and look, I think the Bulls can build something. Now, again, I know some people, Bulls, fans were a disappointed with some of the other things. But, yeah, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I feel like this is a, a great move by both sides. And they got, you know, he resigned signed pretty quick so that he didn't wait to, like, you know, wait till two days or, like, right after the 4th of July holiday break. You know, that he signed it, like, right, like, literally, like, by, what, 12, like, maybe, what, 16 hours after the initial start of free agency. So, yeah, I think this shows that they're committed. And AK said that, you know, they they want to you know keep the core together and that's what they're what they're doing. So this is a good start.
1: And this all started about a year and a half or so ago, Lakina, when uh GM Mark Eversley, and uh Arturus Carnegie uh, took over the Bulls management team from Gar Pax. Uh, Zach Levine, he knew that this free agency period was coming up for him in a in a couple of years from that time period. He wants to see what what the new Bulls management team would do. He saw how this roster flipped just about overnight around this time of year ago, Lakina. We mm-hmm. we brought in they brought in Alonzo, brought in Alonzo Ball, Demar Derozan, Nikolai Vucevic up at the trade deadline uh, last season in 2021, and you saw what the what the Bulls team did this year. Of course, they brought in Alex Caruso, and so you started to see you saw them adding pieces. And Zach Levine looked at the Bulls management and said, "Hey, okay, we 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 could try and do some big things here." Of course, we saw what happened through COVID, through injuries, in and other situations that this team finally reached the playoffs with 46 wins. Now you hope that this team gets better. It starts with hell in particular with Lonzo ball, but with Zach Levine, you saw that this bulls management team is not messing around. They being business. I'm hoping the players can end up doing their part as well. So it wasn't in hard heart issue for Zach, but as we told you guys on our show, the last few weeks, Zach, this is the really the first time Zach has, has been a free agent. In his career, remember when when the Sacramento Kings came knocking on his door about three or four years ago, he was a restricted free agent, so he he was limited to where he wanted to go. Now, as an unrestricted free agent, he could go wherever he wanted. So he was trying to fill out the process and take his time, fill out all his options, see what his true value is. He saw what the Bulls management had had to offer, and they are still continuing to do. And so he made the best choice in, in resigning with the Bulls. As I said before, and I'll say it again. The Bulls' management team, they had to clean up a whole lot more just the roster. It's the image they had to clean up as well. This Zach Levine signing is not only going to help today, it's going to help in many years to come down the road as the Bulls hopefully continue to get better. So you bring better players in here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think this is sort of like a good set to kind of bring in that stability, which has been lacking in this organization the last few years. Mm -hmm. I think Zach sort of, you know, I know he had some injury issues last year. And a lot of. Uh, I lost too with COVID as well. So I think this definitely mm-hmm. helps in that aspect of it. Look, I know, you know, look, there were there like for to me there was no doubt that he was gonna come back here. I, I think look, Zach spent, you know, he went to the All-Star game for the first time in his career. He got a gold mm-hmm. medal. So I think all of this is thanks in part to him being with the Bulls and you know putting in the work and such. So look he can still look he can, he can be even be even better. I know people are kind of you know, I know he's had a lot of wear and tear, but he's still only 27 years old. He can still kind of reach that peak. So I, I feel like this is sort of a chance for the Bulls to kind of really get something special here. Now we'll see you know, how it goes, you know, especially with the other teams that are going on and, you know, what other teams are doing, especially in the East, in the East and some other stuff that could be happening. But I think if you're the Bulls, you know, look, take care of your business. You got your star back and hopefully you know, we'll talk about another move that they did that some Bulls fans might not be too keen on, but I think it's a it's a nice move. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a great start to kind of get you know to a great offseason season for the Bulls.
1: You're listening to the special Fourth of July weekend holiday edition of Second City Sports, real live and in living color, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Laquina here with you. We got to we forgot to mention this at the top of the show. You have a question, a comment for us during our now less than two hour extravaganza of a show of a. Uh, Showcase, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to uh, Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Shout out to our guy, Vernon Faley, who did that a few minutes ago regarding the Chicago Bulls as we talk Bulls in the NBA right here on Second City Sports. Lakina, another move that we have to talk about. We talked about it just a for a brief second or two before we went on air. And that was Andre Drummond. He's bounced around the league over the last uh, several years. Of course, he was a standout former All-Star with the Detroit Pistons. He's bounced around uh, from Philadelphia to Brooklyn last year. Now he's coming to Chicago on a two-year deal worth $6.6 million, not 16000000 million. I'm glad my eyes deceived me. I, was, I told you like $16 million? You sure about that? Uh, that's overpaying for, for almost aging veteran. But it was six point six million with an option for on the second year of the contract, so he's basically here for one year.
0: Yeah, basically, and that's and look, this is a sort of a low risk, potentially high reward. I mean, he averaged about eight points mm-hmm. a game, he had just over nine rebounds per, per game last season, posted a seven, uh, a lower 57 percent shooting uh, percentage, which was the second highest among mm-hmm. the NBA, NBA centers. So, look, you might be getting something. Clear. Look, okay, yes, his defense is is lacking. Okay. And look, there's some others that they're lacking, but he can give you that depth and that size that you know this team has lacked in the last couple of years. I mean, Bouge can't do it all by himself. So you're gonna need someone else there, you know, a veteran guy who can kinda eat minutes and perhaps be right there, sort of like in that interior. So this is actually a good signing for the Bulls. Look, I I, look, I know Mo Bamba was the name that's being thrown fl- fl- you know, thrown around. Mm-hmm he was asking for a lot of money. They were going to give it to him. You know, some other guys were talking about in the second, that were, they were thrown around, but look, I feel like this is a nice signing. Like I said, look, a low risk, potentially high rewards against and the you know, abuse games of helping the inside.
1: I want to give you the stink face. Lakeena, like I did last year with Tony Bradley uh, when they signed him because Daniel Tice left for the Houston Rikers. Of course, he ended up with the Boston Celtics at the end of this past season. But Like you said, this is a a smart move by AK and Mark Eversley. Of course, you know, I've been banging on the door for Mitchell Robinson and JaVale McGee. We'll tell you where those two guys went in just a moment. But looking at the options that this Bulls team – uh um, is looking at right now we all told you that they're up against the salary cap this was a great move it's a low risk high reward it, it basically is a proven deal for andre drummond he could come in there mm-hmm. and do a little bit more a little just a little bit more than what tristan thompson did uh that's going to help this bulls team now This Bulls team still needs a perimeter shooter or two. We'll get to that in just a moment. But as far as defensively is concerned, I think Andre Drummond, as long as he stays healthy, he will help. But I want to see the Bulls just get just maybe one more guy to uh, get a backup to Drummond, uh, especially on the inside, because let's be honest here, Lakina, this team struggled not just protecting the paint. They struggled at rebounding at times last year as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that's sort of the thing. I think he definitely answers those type of questions. And like you said, I mean, look, there are still some guys around that could probably that could probably pick up at a sort of a, a low, you low risk deal, so that they can kind of you know, help out in that interior because that was a big issue, and uh, especially offensive rebounding, that was a big issue for the Bulls last year. So I think, look, he kind of you know answers some of those questions as long as you know he's commits and sort mm-hmm. of you know stays healthy, especially you can probably get that that Andre Drum that you saw in Detroit So I, I, I for for years. So I think I feel like this is sort of like a – this could be a good thing for the Bulls. This could be the steal – one of the steals for the Bulls. And I think – look, I think you're, you you answer a lot of questions in that aspect of it. So, look, I didn't I didn't even hear about his name being, you know, connected to the Bulls. So, again, this is sort of an instance where, hey, you know, bad guys move in silence. So mm-hmm. it can never really – kind of, you know, this is sort of like a, one of those under-the-radar moves that they're known for. So –
1: you're listening to Second City Sports, live in Living Color, right here on Sports on Chicago on this Fourth of July holiday weekend special. I'm Sid, that's Lakina, and we're talking Bulls. We'll get to the rest of the NBA landscape coming up. Lakina, as we said before, the Bulls are looking for shooters. They need perhaps two shooters. And one of the names that has been floated out there is Dylan Danilo Gallinari, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, of the former Atlanta. We uh, we jokingly uh, joked about his uh, mohawk doing the during last year's playoffs when he got rid of it. He started to play better, but he, he's been, he's a veteran shooter. He's been around the league for the last decade, almost decade and a half or so. Of course, he started out with his career with the Knicks. He moved on to the Clippers, and uh, he was with Atlanta for the last couple years he was with OKC as well I know Boston I believe was were trying to knock at his door for his services so Dylan Neal Gallinari uh, is getting some uh, uh, interest but do you think the Bulls will have enough in cap series? you don't have to overpay for him thank goodness but still do you think the Bulls will have enough to sign him do you think he could be that difference to make it as he's starting to get up there and age a little bit he's not old old but he's
0: yeah, it's, almost it's- there well, yeah, he's kind of right there. Yes, uh, he he's had a lot of mileage on him, and I think that's mm-hmm. sort of like the thing. But uh, apparently, this is between the Bulls and Boston. Apparently, Boston can pay a little bit more, so unless you know they give him a lot of incentives, I'm talking about the Bulls that he might be going to Boston. But look, I think Gallinari is, is sort of someone that I think the Bulls really do need, and mm-hmm. sort of like he's like we were saying, up you know, minutes, so, and I think that's kind of been sort of like the thing with him. And you know, he's that you know the big guy up front; he can shoot from the outside and you know that they but i like like we've been saying i mean the problem is that you know the bulls probably are gonna be he's probably gonna want like maybe like 10 12 million a year which the bulls mm-hmm. aren't aren't able to do so unless you know Ak can you know be very persuasive I and mean, we know he can be at times he can probably well we'll see i mean i think the latest was that um i guess they're gonna he's gonna join boston you know oh two years 13 million that's that's the rumor right now for Gallinari. so it looks like the bulls might have missed out on him but uh yeah you know i've seen people say he's kind of like gordon hayward like a little taller gordon hayward which is you know apparently of course that's what the bulls need but again it's okay but uh you know i'm, I'm you know the offers i guess the initial offer i get for the bulls was at, like, you know two two years and 15 million i think that was the initial offer mm-hmm. you know for you know for him with the bulls so We'll see what happens. But yeah, some of the indications are he's he is gonna go to Boston. That's what well, that's what they're saying, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Are there any other shoes that you see on the free agent market that the Bulls uh, can take a look at or perhaps pick up?
0: Uh let's see. Uh no PJ Tucker. You know, he's you know, he he's not he's not available. Uh I'm trying to see, like who <laughs> else. no, yeah, but uh I'm I'm trying to see like who else is out there that can uh hmm. Cause there I mean, wasn't really a
1: big market for shooters this year. You have to I'll say there wasn't.
0: i will say there wasn't a lot of uh, names out there, and a lot of the guys that you thought that probably be out there turned out they ended up resigning with the team that they could, <laughs> that they came with. So or resigning. So I would thought maybe Bobby Porz, but he ended up going back to uh, Milwaukee again. We'll get to some of that in a second. And look, there really isn't anybody else out there. I mean, Mitchell Robinson ended up going back to the Knicks again. we'll, we'll get to all that in a second. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I really don't see any, or I can't think of anybody else out there. I mean, Bryce is like, Bryce is like, he's going to go to New York. It looks like that's all, all but official, but yeah, I don't know who else is out there. I mean, I don't know what, do, do the bulls have anything that they can kind of, you know, go with and perhaps maybe offer again, okay, we'll get to all that in a second, but do you see anybody else that's still out there that the bulls can take a chance on?
1: Yeah, no, that's why I was asking you because, uh, the, the shooters that the, this Bulls team could use, they all under contract, so you have to trade for them. And, and this is kind of the last point I wanted to uh, bring up before we break for the bottom of the hour. Uh, players on this team like Patrick Williams and Kobe White, if it's that shooter that you need, would you mortgage your future on one or both of them to get that shooter? Because looking at Kobe White's game, we all know he's not a starting point guard in this league. We saw that last season. We saw this this season, he's a very good scorer and he mm-hmm. can shoot when he's hot, but he's not a set shooter like what you need in the NBA today. And so, and Patrick Williams, uh, he missed a whole lot of, of this past season due to injuries, but I, I believe he can still be good. But would you trade one of both those guys to get that shooter?
0: Well, and and then you say that who are you going to replace him with if you do uh, decide to trade? That's a
1: million dollar question. That's that's why so I brought it up. Gonna because... out,
0: yeah, how you're going to fill out the roster if you have to trade a you know a, a P Will and a, and a Kobe and or a Kobe to sort of you know get that shooter? I don't think you'll be able to, and I don't think you know A.K. you want to do that either. So I, I feel like the Bulls, unless you get someone that's willing to you know take you know, like a little less money. So I, I don't know like, what, what, mm. I, I don't know. It's sort of, it's kind of perplexing to me how all this is kind of, you know, laid out here because I, I feel like the Bulls, I think they got the, they got the team. That just need like a couple of tweaks here and there. Again, mm-hmm. we'll get to, you know, some of the, you know, the Bulls fans want to get the big fish, if you will. But it, it's, it's mm-hmm. sort of one of those things where you kind of say to yourself, Hmm, what, what, what's, what's do do, uh, A can't ever have another kind of trick up their sleeve like they usually do. So that's what I'm waiting on. Like, is there another shoe that's going to drop?
1: Uh, uh. Hmm. <laughs> things that make you go hmm shout out to uh. cnc music factory from 1991 <laughs> uh, mm. no i will not sing it so <laughs> mm. but you you we talk about ak and uh, mark eversley moving in silence and that's what they do and it's, given the situation that the bulls are in right now especially with lonzo balls we talked about in our last show Lekina, their doctors are uh, hanging out with Lonzo Ball in LA to see if that uh, knee will uh, will hold steady, and hopefully he'll be ready for training camp come the fall. If you're Kobe White, you may be safe for now because the Bulls are not sure as far as the, the immediate future of Lonzo Ball. And Alex Caruso looks like he'll be okay to go for for next season. He had various injuries this year uh with the back, and of course that wrist injury. Thank you to that. Grace, Grayson Allen, but if you Kobe Colby White, if you don't get moved, you're safe for now, and you expect to see some more improvement from uh soon-to-be second-year guard Ayo Tosumu. You saw what he did uh, this past season. So if you Kobe Colby White, if you don't get traded, you're safe for now uh, uh, given the, the uncertain feature of the health of Alonzo Ball.
0: Yeah, and I think that's sort of a thing. And, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed A.O. is not going to be playing in the summer league. But uh you know, you got guys, of course, Dale and Terry, of course, you know, the new drafted uh, pick from Arizona, Malcolm Hill, uh, among others, also to Javon, Freeman Liberty from DePaul, uh, you know, formerly. So you got some guys, some and of course, you know, Simonovich as well, Marco Simonovich. So you got some guys that are recognizable that are gonna be playing in the summer league. You may have to get it, you may have to get it from those guys. to they get a shooter from them? Do you, do you see mm-hmm. they see some good things, you know, in the summer league, but we'll see what happens there. But now as far as Kobe White, I think. Look, you're gonna be such a trade rumors for like the next you know year. Over like the last couple of years, they've been <laughs> such a co- trade rumor. So at least so far, you know, he's you, you've been able to survive. But I think you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And look, you can't really you know control what happens you know behind the scenes and on social media and such. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see you know if they do make a big move. You know, you're gonna to have to give up somebody. So we'll see what happens.
1: If you're sitting in that big chair right now, like we talked about uh, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, unless it's the right deal, then quote unquote, knocks your socks off. Would you consider him in a trade package or would you keep him for now?
0: I keep him for now. I think, like I said, I think. Keep all those guys for now, unless you like you get like a big, you know, draw that kind of like you know, sort of knocks your socks off. Because I don't think they're not going to do anything just because we've seen this with AK Neversley the last couple of years. They're going to do it if it's going to be you know, for the better of the team. So they're not going to move any pieces unless they actually have to.
1: More of NBA free agency talk coming up. Should the Bulls go after the big fish, we'll tell you who that is. And we'll give you the latest updates on all the signings and happenings around uh, the world of basketball. And we'll have a whole lot more. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. The Fourth of July holiday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports on Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Day off for the White Sox on Thursday. They start a series at San Francisco tonight. One and one right-hander Lance Lynn faces three and three righty Alex Cobb. The Cubs pounded the Reds 15 to seven on Thursday. Patrick Wisdom hit a grand slam and a solo homer en route to a career-high six RBI. Wisdom slam off Graham Ashcraft, capped a five-run second. The Cubs collected 23 hits off five pitchers, tying their season high from a 21-0 route of the Pirates back in April. Cubs starter Ky Hendricks improves to four and six he tossed six innings of six hit ball and tied a season high with seven strikeouts Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward placed on the 10-day injured list that's retroactive to June the 27th up next for the Cubs tonight's series opener against the Red Sox righty Adrian Sampson gets to start at Wrigley Field for lightning fast sports updates download the score app it's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America I'm Chuck Sanders, dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. The Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Plus, special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. For nearly 100 years, folks have trusted Blue Star Medicated Ointment to relieve the pain and itching of almost any skin irritation. It works on my son's dry itching feet and their jock itch. I had this rash
0: on my neck. Nothing worked until Blue Star. Blue Star worked great on my ringworm without steroids. My wife and I have been using Blue Star for years. It's never let us down.
3: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section.
1: Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Man. Oh, Caruso's in the passing lane, uh, right hit the deck and stole it. Caruso's everywhere. they Caruso. Ball to Levine. Showtime. Oh, 360. Get mad, Zach Levine. Get mad.
3: Zach, You can't do that. You can't do that.
1: Oh, oh, you the signature back. dunk of the season
3: from Levine. His frustration's got the best of him. He got teed up. But well, this place is lit. 14-point lead. Okay. Okay, but in the post, he was... Oh, give me that cookie. Oh, this okay. is almost yeah. a little oh, showtime, time. maybe.
1: Yes! No. Oh, flight eight. There is no more first class tickets. Yeah, there it man. is. Cookies. Devante gives it up. And Zach Levine finishes. Showtime Bulls. Shot slam Jamma. Yes, the man is back. Flight 8 taking off and taking off right. Welcome back to Second City Sports the the Friday edition, the 4th of July holiday weekend edition. I'm Sid Thessaly Kenan. You're listening to Sports SportsZone Chicago. We're live and in living color. The, those highlights are courtesy of the NBA and NBC Sports Chicago. Adam and me and Stacey King having fun right there from this past 21-22 season. Zach Levine, if you missed it within the last hour or so, he has resigned with the Chicago Bulls for five years, $212 million. So this Bulls team, is the nucleus as we know it, are back intact, Lakina. Let's dive into the rest of NBA free agency as it kicked off yesterday. Kevin Durant uh, has made it known to Brooklyn management that uh, he doesn't no longer want to be there. As a Chicago's very own Mickey Howard, the old RB and said, "My love, is, I'm looking for my love under new management." So Kevin Durant to Brooklyn, deuces. I am out of here. Kyrie Irving on Wednesday opted into the final year of his contract, Lakina. Kevin Durant doesn't want to be in New York City anymore. Where does he go? Uh, what are his chances of landing the team that he wants to play for?
0: Yeah, uh the rumor, well, I think what the Bovada or you know, oh, Fangrass, I think, uh, had an update of the odds. Uh the Bulls are the you know, the fourth you know, favorite to get the you know, KD after mm-hmm. um Phoenix, Miami, and I think Dallas was a team, the third team. I know uh some of the various uh rumors that it's gonna be interesting to see how they do this. Do either team have sort of like you know the package that can do that? Unless you assign and trade, you know, with uh, Deandre, you know, DeAndre Aiden because they're still under control, mm-hmm. you know, Phoenix. I mean, unless you know, let's do a sign and trade with him and maybe you know, kick in a couple of guys and then maybe send them back to send them to Brooklyn and you'll know, get KD and a couple of their guys. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. I know, uh Miami, there was a crazy rumor that they said that they can't um they can't trade i guess like you know bam because i guess bam would probably be like the old sort of like the matching uh the matching salary but unfortunately they're not gonna be able to do that either so we'll see if pat riley can figure it out because we know how good he is at that (laughs) um but yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting though and sorry bulls fans they don't have a shot to get him you're gonna look you know how many people you're gonna have to give up you have to give up Vooch, you're probably gonna have to give up DeRozan probably maybe Kobe yeah. and Patrick and P will, I should say P will. And maybe a, maybe a, a first or a second round pick, maybe two first round picks. I'm sure they've been, I'm sure AK has been calling uh Nets management, but at the same time though, that doesn't mean that they, they're not going to, you know, they're going to probably like, like he was crazy.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing about the Phoenix situation with Durant. Like, you know, I, I think there are the leaders in the clubhouse. It doesn't mean that he's going to go there for sure. We just don't know. You know that the NBA surprises all the time, but with Phoenix, DeAndre Aiden and Brooklyn can get another start. Mm-hmm. They'll be a respectable team again. They won't be championship contenders, but they'll be a respectable team. I was watching Bobby, Bobby Marks from ESPN on mm-hmm. Sports Center earlier today. And he was talking about how Mikhail Bridges could fit in that deal as well with Phoenix, package him up in DeAndre Aiden. I believe it was a, a draft pick in there as well for uh, for Kevin Durant. Now, the, the question is for Durant will Sean Marks, the GM on the Nets, will he put um, Ben Simmons in that deal as well, or will perhaps put a couple other players uh, in that deal for Brooklyn as well, because Kevin Durant, if, uh, if you could put in very, uh, not, uh, not overpriced, uh, the, for the trade for Durant to Phoenix, I think that could work. You have Durant. They resigned Devin Booker to the max deal at $224 mm-hmm. million dollars for four years. And you still have Chris Paul. He still has a couple of good years left in his prime uh, to be a, an effective player. There'll be a good move for Phoenix. You get Durant out of the Eastern Conference. He's back in the Western Conference. That rivalry between him and LeBron James will be uh, up and going again. And that's Mm -hmm. something that the league will salvage over right now.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because I'm looking at all this, you know, from all angles, and I kind of feel like, okay, you know, okay, you know, Katie to the Suns, you know, that could probably work. They may have to move some pieces. Katie Mm -hmm. to the Heat. You know, I know the Mavs. That that's interesting because you know, who do you have? You know, who do you package? You know, I know you got Christian. You just got Christian Wood. Um, you mm-hmm. probably could. You know, get maybe get a couple of your younger guys. You, do you put a Tim Hardaway Jr. in that package? Do you try to get some of the other guys that you have in the back end? You know, to get that package. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like the, the Mavs may not have anything either. They're kind of like in the same uh spot as the Bulls are. So it's sort of interesting to see where this goes. I know some people. I know some people said maybe uh, Los Angeles do like a, a Katie to 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 Russ Russell Westbrook, you know, sort of you know swap there. That's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. He already opted in. So yeah, some <laughs> of the other crazy rumors. I know uh, Portland. I know some people said Portland, but do you do you. Do you Portland, do Portland have anything that they that that's what wants? So, yeah, so they tried to part of it
1: away to New Orleans with with, uh, the CJ McCollum. So, no,
0: (laughs) no, so yeah, so they're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh interesting you know things happening here. So, I I, I feel like we have not heard the last of this, and this might this might be a while before there's actually gonna be a winner in this you know Katie sweep date, Kitty's Katie sweepstakes.
1: You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, the holiday weekend edition right here on Sports SportsZone Chicago. We're live and live in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We have less than 90 minutes left of this extravaganza. we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports SportsZone Chicago on Facebook or Sports SportsZone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Don't forget, you can also watch us live on Roku, Roku TV. Uh, If you have a Roku TV, even if you don't, if you don't have a Roku TV. Thank you, Liam Hendricks. Uh, Sports of Chicago is now on Roku. Uh, If you don't have a Roku TV, just download the app. Just go to the sports section, uh, type in Sports of Chicago. You can watch us live on demand or uh, live, or you can watch us on demand. If you're at work, Uh, you can watch us later. So we're on Roku TV. You can watch us 24 hours a day. 365 days a year seven days a week and 52 weeks out of the year so you'll uh, get your chicago sports fix. like well, let's bring up the next team that's on kevin durant's wish, wish list and that's the miami heat now many people do not have jimmy Butler uh being swiped for kevin durant but as you said if you're pat riley can you do magic uh magic in terms of working working the trade uh it looks like bam Adebayo is out of the table but do you put Tyler Harrell and or Duncan and Robinson or both of them in a deal and perhaps a draft pick or two to swing Kevin Durant to South Beach? No state tax in the state of Florida, and that sounds pretty good on the surface.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, don't don't tell our girl a lot of tech. I heard that I know she loves uh, a <laughs> Robinson, so I don't know she would probably be before that trade. I know uh, I was talking to, talking with her about this yesterday, and she said, "Look, Pat Riley's been trying to get KD for years to come to to, to his squad." Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, okay, he may have to do some little you know, creative maneuvering. I mean, look, Bam's off the table, and we know Jimmy Butler isn't going anywhere, do you? I don't know. I mean, do you try to maybe get one of your top guys? Victor Oladipo has just signed, re-signed with you guys. So I'm wondering, does you know, do you maybe put does Max Strauss does does he you know make it you know clinch it for you? like Does Duncan Robinson or something like that, or either or a, a combination, of either of them or with Tyler Hero, you may have to give him maybe a pick, maybe or two. Do you have maybe a first round pick? You're gonna be, you're, you're gonna be um, you know drafted from the top five anyway. So I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: The third team on the list, the Los Angeles Lakers. And he, here's the thing. The, the Lakers really don't have anybody of value to give up. I know Russell Westbrook just uh, had his $47.5 million option that was picked up the other day. But if you're Brooklyn, do you really want to take Russell Westbrook back and some other uh, scrubs, to be respectfully honest with you, uh, that the Lakers have in exchange for Kevin Durant? I don't think that's going to work. Now, Kyrie Irvin, who opted into his final year of his contract on Wednesday. You may can work out a deal with with him if possible to bring him to Los Angeles if LeBron still wants Kyrie Irvin in play. But in terms of Kevin Durant, uh the Lakers will, in my opinion, will have a, a possible third team to get involved. And I just don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to get a third team. And who do you, <laughs> who's gonna be uh, willing to be kind of like that third team? So do they have mm-hmm. anything that they either you know, the the Nets or the Lakers would want, so that's going to be interesting to see how how that plays out because they're, I'm sure there could be a lot of teams that are going to be vying for KD, and I'm sure he's going to want to go to a place where he wants to win another championship. So, the really you know the Suns and the Heat are probably like the one viable option. He probably mm-hmm. put the Mavs and the Bulls in there too, but again, they don't have enough to you know get them. So I don't know. I mean, do you try to maybe get, get the Lakers? Probably do some kind of like you know does Rob Pelinka do some type of you know wizardry to sort of try to you know. <laughs> Like, I don't know, this one person, like I said, you send Rus- Russell Westbrook back to Brooklyn. <laughs> <You'll probably laughs> another, maybe another pick, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this is going to get very interesting, though. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I wish this is one of the few times I wish we were back in studio. do breaking news. Um, uh, here's a, a Wolge bomb, uh, Adrian Wolgenowski from ESPN. A trade alert has just now been finalized. The Indiana Pacers are trading point guard Malcolm Brockton to the Celtics in exchange for Daniel Tice. Aaron Naismith in a 2023 first round pick.
0: Okay. Hmm. Okay, so our buddy Daniel Tice is on the move again. So you know yep. ooh, he's okay. on the move to
1: the Pacers. Malcolm Brockton, who was the rookie of the year a few years ago, he's now with the Boston Celtics. So they get mm-hmm. that point guard that they need. Also, so you want to put the ball in Marcus Smart's hands all the time.
0: Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting. That that definitely getting Brockton over there can definitely help you sort of You know, take the, the pressure off uh, Marcus Smart and uh, both um, Brown and Tatum. So I think this helps a mm-hmm. lot as well. So this is like, this is a nice trade. I mean, we know that the Pacers are trying to sort of, you know, are basically starting over sort of. So, you know, maybe this is sort of a, a way to kind of, you know, get, you know, get sort of like built for the future. I know I know Tyus isn't you know, a young guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of be that that veteran presence also too, you know, you get a 2023, a first round pick. So. And they're also getting uh, skits, uh Malik Fitz, and Joel Morgan. So I guess you're getting deaf on the bench for the Celtics. That was kind of one thing that kind of came back to buy him in the butt in mm-hmm. the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, and you meet doke as we talked about, especially during the Finals, that he doesn't use his bench a lot. He used only uh, Peyton Pritchard in... Uh, and Derek White, who they picked up from the Spurs at the trade deadline, both those players were helpful throughout the playoffs. But once they got to the finals, uh, you could tell that it, not just with those two, but the whole team were they were fatigued. And they didn't have enough depth, so this will help the Celtics out in the depth department. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. The of- Holiday Weekend edition right here on Sports Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Don't forget you can watch Sports Chicago on Roku TV. If you want to have you have a comment or question for us, there we go. We are Sports Chicago is now on Roku. You have a question, a comment for us, uh do any of our topics on today's show. Right now, we are talking NBA free agency. You can go to Sports Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Chicago YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Next man up, Lakina, Kyrie Irvin. Now, assuming that Kevin Durant gets traded, which I think is a foregone conclusion, where do you see Mr. Irving uh, being traded to?
0: Oh boy, <clears throat> mm, yeah. Right. well, yeah. I mean, look, not pulling teeth, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm sure they're like the Lakers. I'm sure you know that's yeah you know, that's what he's focused on apparently. According to various reports, I don't know anybody else that would want to deal with the headache. <laughs> so. You know, I, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just one of those things where you're kind of wondering, okay, yeah, yeah I in, but yet you find out that your buddy, your your buddy Katie doesn't want to, you know, look, I, I, I want to get out of here. I'm out of here. So now mm-hmm. you're sort of, now you're in the Nets. You kind of have to sort of maybe, you got to get rid of both Katie and Kyrie. And you're going to have to pretty much start over. And I heard some of the jokes, you know, you know through uh, social media that we'll see if, you know, Steve Nash can coach. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. find that out. Yeah, because uh, – I don't know. I mean, I think the Lakers like, if you're another team, what do you want to deal with the headache that is Kyrie and, and all that. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's sort of interesting to see, you know, where he goes. I mean, there are really no other like viable options besides the Lakers unless the Lakers are willing to do that. So I don't know. I know, I know there it's some reports that say they would love to play together again, but that's not going to be feasible. I don't care what team you know, you end up going to. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe do you go back? To, do you have him go to Philly? Perhaps maybe try and you know put him and Harden together. I know they're supposed to meet this weekend to um, you know hammer out an extension, but I don't know. There's not a lot of options for Kyrie.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Philadelphia is going to work. But here's one team, and we'll talk about them. Uh, I guess we'll bring them up now. The New York Knicks. I know they mm-hmm. cleared out the cast space for Jalen Brunson. He signed a four year deal. But do you think that Kyrie would work in New York if they could get that situation uh, taken care of? I don't know. I think it's in question, but realistically, I don't know.
0: Four years, one hundred and four million for uh, Brunson and that mm-hmm. next deal, and I can already see uh, Irving, uh, Kyrie, and uh, Tibbs uh, clashing. So that might not work. Uh, you know, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Got, I think what four years, eighty million. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Sorry Bulls fans who were hoping to get him to the I was Bulls. one of them. <laughs> me too. Oh, well, yeah, me too. Four years, 60 million, I should say, for uh for Mitch Robertson. I think that, I think that's too much for him, but that's another that's a whole nother uh situation. Um what's the, I don't know. I mean, hmm. I, I mean oh Jesus, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you're kind of like you're sort of stuck if you're Brooklyn. If you can kind of, you know, entice a team. You may have to get a third team involved in in this case, sort of try to get that money out, but Again, there are not a lot of options for Kyrie either, so I don't know.
1: Miami or San Antonio.
0: Well, it looks like they're well. Well, look, I mean, San Antonio just traded Deontay Murray, who's one of their with their best player the last. Couple oh, they of got years. an
1: overhaul from from, from to Atlanta.
0: <laughs> oh well, yeah. So I mean, but even still, I mean, they're gonna have to. I don't want to say that they're gonna start over, but they're kind of mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack in the West now. So if you're Kyrie, you're kind of going to be like that leader. And I can see him in pop clashing. So I don't know. I mean, that might that might not work. Now, Miami, it could work again. You probably have to maybe move. It may not cost you as much to get Kyrie if you're in Miami than it would be to get KD. You may have to just maybe get rid of you know, Strauss or Hero, You know, maybe move just one of those guys and maybe a pick to get Kyrie. So that might be more feasible if you're in Miami. But again, we'll see.
1: Here's another wild card team. Not too many people talk about in terms of Kyrie. They made the playoffs last year. They're not happy with their current point guard, the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, they just got a cat, Carl Anthony Towns with a supermax. <laughs> um, Hmm. Two twenty four years for a cat. So, <sighs> um, Hmm. I got to think, I got to marinate on that one. Uh, but... Him in Minnesota, uh, hmm, I mean, it could they could be the favorite in, in the division with everything that's going on with the other teams around them. Uh, hmm, let me see, who do they who they can get they can get rid of? I mean, do you get rid of Pat Bev? <laughs> do you send him to back to Brooklyn? <laughs> uh, hmm, I don't really see. I mean, unless you put Russell, D'Angelo Russell, in that deal, I don't see anybody else that's you can feasibly, you know, send to the Nets to get Kyrie. So that's not – that might not be a good destination for him either. But, again, this might be another case where you might get a third team involved.
1: All right. Our guy, Jason Palmer from What's Up Coach, you can listen to that show every Monday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports All Chicago. You go also watch that show on Roku TV. He says, I'm I'm trading Zach for KD. (laughs) <laughs> Don't be judging me. Uh, we all have our right to our uh, to our opinions, uh, Jason. So you're a good friend of ours. So we can get you, uh, we can get you on our show and vice versa one of these weeks. But yeah, uh, 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 on the service of, of that, I'm Jason, judging you,
0: Jason. I'm J- Jason. I love you, but I, I'm judging you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm judging you because you're gonna be you're gonna need more than that. You're gonna need a lot more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm training Zach for Katie. Don't be judging me. Hey. Uh, as we brought up Lakina, many Bulls fans want uh, uh, this uh, next uh, this Bulls management team to hit the home run. Uh, I was thinking about it too, listening to other people's various thoughts and uh, observations and points of view. And as you said before, like you, you just took the words right out of my mouth. They're going to ask for Zach. Uh, who would you mm-hmm. ask for, like realistically, Zach or DeMar? DeMar is 33 years old. Zach is 27. Zach is starting in his prime right now. And so if you're Brooklyn, you still want to be competitive. I'm asking for Zach, not, not DeMar DeRozan. And you're going to probably have to add in Vooch in that deal, Kobe mm-hmm. White, and perhaps two first round picks. The Bulls don't have that many first round picks.
0: No, they don't. So, and I think. Uh, sorry. And they, you awesome. know,
1: they're going to ask for P will as well.
0: Yeah. They're going to ask for P will. Cause you know, he's more sort of seasoned. Yeah. I know he's coming back from injury. He has more potential mm-hmm. there. than probably not. They probably won't ask for Kobe, but they'll probably ask for maybe more like, like P will. So and what, and, and if you're, you're the bulls who would you want in brooklyn who would you want to return for brooklyn i mean <laughs> i do, do is there anybody on the the roster that you want to come back because you're gonna get give you're gonna have to give value back from him i mean uh let's see uh i know blake griffin been, has been floating around here perhaps for the bulls uh i know patty mills <laughs> just re-signed with the nets yeah i know that, that that was a little bit nutty when i saw that yeah uh, yeah yeah uh do you want a Royce O'Neal? I mean, mm, uh, do you want, I know, I know Bulls fans. Do you want, you want Ben Simmons back, Bulls fans? Do you want, do you want No, ben you don't Simmons? want
1: Ben Simmons. No, no. <laughs>
0: so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, there's not, there's no. not much on that roster that you would want to come back you know, with KD. So sorry, Bulls fans. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Second City Sports, Sports Zone Chicago on this 4th of July holiday weekend edition, the Friday edition. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. Go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, since we have a few minutes left before we. Close-up shot for our number one. Let's discuss some of the other key free agent signings from around the NBA. JaVel McGee, who I thought would have been a good fit for the Bulls, he goes from Phoenix to Dallas on a three-year deal. The first two years are good, but there's an option for a third year. We mentioned Jalen Brunson. He goes from Dallas to New York for the for the uh, to the Knicks, and Bruce Brown, uh, a backup shooting guard for the Brooklyn Nets, he goes from Brooklyn to the Denver Nuggets on a two-year and, uh, yep. deal.
0: And I, Denver needs that, especially with um, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Perhaps maybe coming back next year, so they're going to mm-hmm. need that depth. So yeah, they, that he definitely fulfills that. Uh, Nikola Djokic, you know, of course now two time MVP, you know, got the biggest deal in NBA history: five years, two hundred seventy million super max, totally deserving. Yep. Uh, John Morant got a five year, one hundred ninety three million dollar designated rookie max extension as well. So that's pretty cool. Of course, we talked about Devin Booker and Zion Williams, I guess answers those questions about whether or not he's going to go back to uh, to New Orleans. Well, you know, you got, you got the Super Max, so I guess we got your got your answer there. If you're a Pelicans fan, we'll see if he'll actually he'll actually play uh, this uh, upcoming season. Uh Yusuf Nurkic, who I love, one of my favorites from Portland, got a 70 mm-hmm. million dollar deal, four years to stay, and also John Wall. This rumors been going around for like the last week since he. Opted in, but then the Wizards were I mean uh the Rockets, I should say, released. And of course, he mm-hmm. played for the Wizards for years. He's now going to the Clippers at two years, 13.2 million. And you know, any other sort of surprises uh, that kind of caught your attention. Delon Wright uh reached a two-year deal with with the Wizards, 16 million dollars. Kyle Anderson's going to the T-Wolves for two years, 18 million. So any other, any, any other sort of things that kind of like caught your attention that sort of made you scratch your head? Of course, we're talking about people, P- Patty Mills going back to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk about the John Wall deal that he did with the Clippers. We talked about the Clippers last year, LaQuina, as being um, one of the um, – Upper echelon teams uh, during the playoffs last year to Kawhi Leonard Torres ACL. Of course, this year they got in the play-in tournament, but they dealt with injuries all year long with Paul George and some of the other key players. I know they have a good young core led by Terrence Mann. You still have Reggie Jackson as your starting point guard, but with adding Jaw Wall, it gives you depth in that department. And look at this. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both of them, will be healthy to start next season for 2022-23. You could uh, you could perhaps consider Clippers a top three, top four team in the Western conference. And with all their help and Teron as as we said during the show that he, he, he's done, a, uh, I thought he did a terrific job given the circumstances, having a 42-40 record. If it wasn't for a PG-13 missing that playing game against Minnesota because of COVID, uh, they would have won that game and would have faced Phoenix in that first round. Who knows how that series would have gone. But I like that John Wall signing. John Wall, I'm not going to say he's on a proven deal, but he's going to give him some room to get his game back and to uh bring some veteran leadership and that value to that team so uh, the clippers made a uh, made a great move right there give gm credit of uh, that gm Lawrence Frank credit for that move
0: yeah, I think this is, might be a sneaky good uh, deal. Also, Nicholas Batoon, uh to signed a uh, deal with the Clippers. So, Clippers are making some moves, and it's uh, yeah, I know the Bulls be... were looking at him too. I know, yeah, and uh, they could look. They could probably be right up there in the West next year if everyone stays healthy, mm-hmm. like you said. I mean, you know, Ka- Kawhi's coming back. You know, PG should be uh, fully healthy by then. So, yeah, this they, this could be a really sneaky good move for the uh, for the Clippers. So, having you know, Batoon, having John Wall, like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah, they got some veteran guys on there too, but yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. Also, Amir Coffey, who is a a veteran guard, you know, he's now also signed with the Clippers as, as well for a three year deal. So, yeah, the, the Clippers are kind of making some moves here. So, I'm I'm very interested to see how they sort all these guys mesh together next year. I think this is going to be probably going to be, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe you know, the Clippers at their full potential. They actually surprised a lot of folks too with everything that went on. So, mm-hmm. who knows what will happen next year with everybody? You know, for the most part, fully healthy.
1: Let's talk about the New York Knicks since we have a couple minutes left before we shut it down for the first hour. I know they got that guy, Jalen Brunson. They cleared out all the cap space for him. But if you're a New York Knicks fan, what's next? This can't be it. I know Leon Rose has lost the benefit of the doubt with most New York sports uh, Knicks and uh, New York sports fans in general. I know what the Knicks did uh, last year in 2021, making the playoffs. Uh, of course, Zach Randolph, not Zach Randolph. Oof, he was supposed to be the next Zach Randolph. Now I'm talking about Julius Randall. His numbers dipped this year from 24 and 12 in 2021 to barely 20 and 9 this year with various injuries and, uh, and things along that line. If you're a New York Knicks fan, I'm asking what's next? Jalen Brunson can't be it. I know you brought back Mitchell Robinson, but This can't be it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's gonna be interesting if they do more. We'll see how much more they do because, I mean, you you, look—you got Jalen Brunson; they've been wanting him, you know, for the longest. They got him. You—you able to keep Mitchell Robinson? I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're got to—you know—look, they cleared a lot of cap room to probably sign those guys, and look, Mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see what they what they do. I mean, plus. I'm sure Tibbs is on a hot seat there, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be sort of in proving mode. A lot of Knicks, Knicks fans are, so yeah. we'll see what they what they do. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what 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 do they have up their sleeve. We'll, we'll see.
1: Another team that I'm intrigued by, and we talked about this team for the last couple of weeks, and that's the Utah Jazz. We all know that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they can't stand each other. One of them has to go. Of course, those rumors were shut down with Rudy Gobert going to the Bulls. Uh, rumor had it that uh, P. Will was involved in the deal, and the Bulls' management said no. Uh, do one of them get moved this offseason, Lakina? If so, which one of them? Which one of them first goes, or do both of them go?
0: Yeah, they just they just hired uh, a new head coach, Will Hardy, who was uh, Yumani Doku's top guy in Boston. So that's going to be the thing here. Like who? It, though, I'm sure some someone's gonna have to go they're gonna the one's gonna mm-hmm. have to go and I'm sure it's probably gonna be go bear we we'll just see you know, who has sort of the uh sort of like the package that they can put together to Utah are they gonna go in full rebuild rebuild mode in Utah so yeah th- that's gonna be sort of the thing I think that's kind of like the big shooter drop I know of course Katie kind of has stolen all the headlines now but mm-hmm. the Gobert, the gold news is definitely gonna be something that's gonna be something to look out for even more.
1: And Bradley Beal opted out of his deal so he can get more money. Do you think the Washington Wizards still trade him, or does he? Do you think he'll he'll stay with them for, for to perhaps uh, next year's trade deadline?
0: Maybe. I mean, they, look, you you were gonna he wasn't gonna walk.
1: You listen to Second City Sports or in Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. Lakina has having audio issues. We'll get her back. On hopefully in a, in a couple of minutes but we were talking about Bradley Beal in the NBA free agency period he opted out his current deal to perhaps uh, get the max deal with the Washington Wizards I know that he's been in trade rumors for the last a uh, couple of years we'll we'll see what happens with Mr. Beal as uh, he's one of the best young scorers and best young shooters in the game and so I know there have been uh, a lot of teams vying for his services so We'll see what happens down the road uh, with Mr. Bradley Beal. And we'll see uh, what, what happens with the Washington Wizards franchise. They lost John Wall, and now it looks like uh, they're going to keep Bradley Beal. But right now, the, the only thing that they have in terms of a, a nucleus is Chris Porzingis, who they picked up at the trade deadline uh, back in February of last year. So we'll see what happens with Mr. Beal and the Washington Wizards going forward. Hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to a special edition of Second City Sports. I'm Sid. Hopefully, Lakina will, will join me in a couple of minutes here coming up. Next hour, we'll talk about the NCAA. We have two West Coast schools moving over to the East Coast coast to join a conference. We had to get into baseball and perhaps the sports media news and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. You're listening to Second City Sports, a special Friday edition Live, and live in 11 color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Keep you here.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Day off for the White Sox on Thursday. They start a series at San Francisco tonight. 1-1 right-hander Lance Lynn faces 3-3 righty Alex Cobb. The Cubs pounded the Reds 15-7 on Thursday. Patrick Wisdom hit a grand slam and a solo homer en route to a career-high 6 RBI. Wisdom slam off Graham Ashcraft, capped a 5-run second. The Cubs collected 23 hits off 5 pitchers, tying their season high from a 21-0 route of the Pirates back in April. Cubs starter Kyle Hendricks improves to 4-6. He tossed 6 innings of 6-hit ball and tied a season high high with seven strikeouts. Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward placed on the 10-day injured list. That's retroactive to June the 27th. Up next for the Cubs, tonight's series opener against the Red Sox, righty Adrian Sampson gets to start at Wrigley Field. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the signs. All you have to do is sleep. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. For nearly 100 years, folks have trusted Blue Star Medicated Ointment to relieve the pain and itching of almost any skin irritation.
0: It works on my son's dry itching feet and their jock itch. I had this rash on my neck. Nothing worked until Blue Star. Blue Star worked great on my ringworm without steroids. My wife and I have been using Blue Star for years. It's never let us down.
3: Look for the white box with the Blue
1: Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Here. That was part of the mechanics of the communication with the acting head coach and the coordinator.
3: Fourth down and one. Again, three tight ends on the field. A lot of shifts and motions. Fake one-way field stumbling. Trying to cut.
0: And welcome back to second season sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sydney Brown, the like McGee here with you. Sorry about that, folks. Gotta yeah, love your know, live uh, program here with the technical difficulties. But you know what? Though we're back, and uh yeah, back for an hour or two Got a lot to do still. Um, Sid, I guess you see you know, if you saw Sid, uh, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at McGee on the IG.
1: You can follow your shorty, Sidney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Those highlights of Justin Fields are courtesy of the NFL on Fox and NFL Films. We would like to thank them one and all. And we have less than and then 60 minutes left of this extravaganza. So we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us? You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page. Or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. You can now watch us on Roku TV. And if you have a Roku TV, just go into the sports section. There you go. Just go into the sports section, type in Sports on Chicago. A voila, you can watch us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And three and 52 weeks out of the year, you can watch Sports on Chicago on demand live or Watch us live or on demand if you have to work or have other stuff to do. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program. Uh, doing our Fourth of July holiday special by discussing college sports in your particular uh, field, college football. Looks like the Big Ten will get two new members uh, within their conference. This has a lot to do with college football. And that's that's because the UCLA Bruins and the USC Trojans have now joined the Midwestern Conference, Lakina. And this is all about to uh, has a lot to do with money. Obviously, it has to do with the college football playoff system and the big che- paycheck they're going to get from the Big Ten. And it looks like Washington and Oregon may be not too far behind in joining the Big Ten. Lakina, is this the end of the Pac-12 conference, or should we see some mid-major? major teams joining the Pac-12 conference within the next two or three years or so?
0: Well, first off, I want to say that this, this news kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I think it came Mm -hmm. out of like early uh, yesterday, I think like right in the early afternoon. So this, you get the news that, Hey, you know, UCLA and USC are planning on joining the big 10. Okay. And then I -hmm. guess they made the announcement official last night. Uh, Well, yeah, early last night. So, okay. Uh, I guess we're getting ready for a super conferences it's sort of like the next lay of the land, I guess. And of course, you know, the big 10, they're starting to get their new TV deals. So having added USC and UCLA can definitely help in that sense. But I kind of feel like, you know, call me a traditionalist, I guess, but I'm kind of dreading this. I mean, you know, the NILs and TV deals just kind of like changed Mm -hmm. the way we looked at the, uh, at at college sports as we know it. This is going to take some getting used to. I was, talk- oh, I was talking to our, our buddy Sean Sal- Sean Salisbury, who uh, does a great job hosting a sports talk radio show down in Houston. We got to get him back on. So yeah,
1: we course. have to. Yes.
0: And of course, you know he played quarterback at USC in the early '80s. And let me get a tweet uh, that he tweeted uh, earlier, you know, this morning, right before we came on. I got to get that up here for well everyone was kind of making jokes that oh well you got the cool schools now in the big (laughs) 10 i guess they're gonna be (laughs) i guess some of the other schools especially for football you get to go to you know los angeles you know in the middle of like either you know november and december i I guess so um so now the like the travel is going to be the issue like everybody sean said every trip's gonna be long the best part is i'll I'll paraphrase what he said that it's a competition and you know the fan bases and whatnot and Mm -hmm. the weather you know the you know the not you know, of course, you know, he's a USC guy. Of course, you don't want him. You don't want them making weather because because you got to deal with snow. You're going to be dealing with cold and such. So that's going to be a whole new uh, mm. <laughs> world for that on the football side. So, and also too, remember get ready for nine a.m. kickoffs. You know all you uh, USC UCLA fans. So I don't want to hear about that either. Yes. Nine a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. time kickoffs So <laughs> in some cases. So sorry, folks. Oh, and a uh, good old USC and Maryland battling out for the Big Ten title. Oh, it should be fun, fun, fun.
1: <laughs> See, here's a couple of things that people should pay attention to. One, that you mentioned, the Big Ten Network has all three mar- top top three markets covered with New York, with Rutgers University, Philadelphia. I know they are a top ten market with a Penn State. You have the number two market in Los Angeles now with USC and UCLA. Of course, the number three market here in Chicago. But here's to consider what you say those 9:00 a.m. kickoffs, Lakina. They'll be uh, reserved for those. Um, mostly those mid-major and lower-level teams in the Big Ten. Those top-tier teams in the Big Ten, they'll get the 230 games. They'll definitely get the primetime games. So for all you Nebraska fans, and like you said, those Maryland fans, those 9 o'clock games uh, in the West Coast time, they're for you. There for you so uh the, this this is also a move for the big 10 to get more of, of the amount money like as like i said when it comes to the college football playoff you have more bids to get in to participate in the college football playoff it looks like they may expand in the next two or three years so it'll probably be a 18 a or 12 team uh tournament for the playoff and the, and that'll be it so you have to consider that factor in as well the one big question i know people around here in the Lane area uh, are bringing it up and some folks nationally too the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and all the other sports, they're involved with the ACC. For football, they're independent. They're not going to give those six to eight home games a year up from NBC, which I think they get paid $100 million a year, Lakina. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I heard yeah, that stat right on television then. this morning. $100 million a year. You're not going to give that up and share it, or put them more in the pie with the other teams in the Big Ten. I know geographically it will make sense for Notre Dame to join the Big Ten, or perhaps uh, they may have some allegiance to join the ACC if they ever want to join the league. But if you're Notre Dame, I know you're paying attention to this. But as of right now, unless NBC decides to screw you over, you might as well say independent for football.
0: Well, yeah. And I also would be why you join the Big 12 next year. I mean, I think they're going to get a little bit of that money too. So, you know, from that, that, you know, that Big 12 money. So it's going to be interesting, though, in that, in that aspect of it. But I, I, I kind of feel like, again, you know, our buddy Jay Phillips from ESPN kind of said it best. It's about money. That's all this is about. You know, it's mm-hmm. not about competition, amateurism, blah, blah, blah. That's not what. That's not what this is. This is about. This is about money. And of course, they feel you know, UCLA, USC. I think the uh, you know the Pac-12. Unfortunately, there's no value in that anymore. So it's interesting to see what. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is sort of one of those things where. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of like you're sort of starting to see the trending towards, you know, the super poor, super conferences and everybody mm-hmm. else.
1: I'm going to bring this up as well as not to me people talking about the other side of this angle, what it does for college basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, one, your strength of schedule, especially within your conference, will be good, especially if you're a team like Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, to play those West Coast teams, mm-hmm. you'll get a little bit more exposure now because you'll play those West Coast teams, i.e., UCLA and USC, a couple of times a year uh, outside the Big uh, Big uh, the Big Ten tournament. Big Ten, yeah. Number two, if you're a school, definitely like Wisconsin, and definitely like Illinois uh, around the, these parts here in the Chicago land area. Your recruiting game is going is going to have to improve because if you're USC and if you're USC. You only have to travel to, sh- to Chicago slash Champaign one time a year. You have to travel to Ann Arbor mm-hmm. one time a year. But you get to live in L.A. Uh, uh, for the majority of the school year. You just have to travel to those, to those Midwestern cities once every year. You get to play better competition and you'll be seen uh, in uh, seen by more people because all your games are not going to be played on West Coast time.
0: That's probably the one thing, right? I think there's one bright side. I guess if you're UCLA, USC, is that you don't have to. You don't have to maybe, you know, especially for basketball, you don't have to go travel that far once, maybe like once or mm-hmm. twice, if that. Yeah, especially and those for, games
1: start early, so more yeah. people get to see see those games.
0: Oh uh, yeah, mm, yeah. I'm gonna miss Pac-12 after dark. After dark, though, in a couple of years, I won't. That won't mean too much, but uh, <laughs> it's sort of, I mean, it, oh gosh, I mean, it's sort of like again, the, these super conferences and such. I mean, this is definitely like this is probably gonna be uh, maybe a maybe a a good thing, and but also a deterrent too for college sports because you've got SEC, you know, get the you know, the Big Twelve, you get ACC mm-hmm. and such. And now the Pac is kind of in flux right now. Of course, Oregon and Washington, although the Big Ten has said that they're not planning on adding any more teams right now, but it looks like they may add some teams at one at one point, maybe the next few years. So I'm like, oh, good grief. Oh, yeah. look look, the Big Ten stock may make sense to geographic once they added Penn State. That's basically they they yeah. kind of ended there. So and that was back
1: in the late nineties when they did that.
0: Yeah, the early nineties. So it's gonna be interesting to the kind of feel, and also, like you said, some of the other sports too, like, you know, volleyball and track. You're going to have to probably have to travel a lot, you know, especially since both UCLA and USC have, you know, top track teams and cross-country teams and such. So it's going to get, this is going to get, you know, kind of interesting here because I, I feel like this is sort of, yeah, money is a good thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the competition is better and such, but you got to think of other sort of parameters as well. But again, what do I know? But, you know, what, it, it's sort of <laughs> like, yeah, it's sort of like you know like they said you, you know the UCLA is letting this happen. I mean, the NCAA is kind of their hands are tied here. So, look, we saw what happened with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. So, like I don't mm-hmm. know what more what, what could they have done to stop this, but
1: You're listening to Second City Sports the first the special 4th of July holiday weekend edition, the Friday edition right here in Sports on SportsZone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Whereas we're talking about USC and UCLA joining the Big 10 in college football and college basketball as well. Lakina, I was listening to Kurt Herbstreit this morning on ESPN. He said that the college football is trying to uh, do like what the NFL is doing, uh, create two conferences, the AFC and the NFC. They're trying to get their own version in college football. I want to ask you, is that a good idea? And number two, what some of these other mid-major Conferences like the petrol you, you mentioned, I think Houston and Cincinnati are supposed to move over there in the next couple of years as well. Mm-hmm. We talked about what's happening in the SEC, I believe next year or the year after you mentioned Oklahoma and Texas moving over to the SEC. That's what really this is all about. But what happens to the uh, confer- other conferences like the Big East and the SEC?
0: Well, Big East doesn't have football, so you don't have to worry okay. about that. Now, the as far as some of the other ones, like the American Conference, look, they got look, you know, a couple of their their schools are going to be going to the bigger conferences and such. And some of the other ones, like the Sun, you know, the Sun Belt, and you know those conferences, um, and the Mountain West. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, do they get left out in the cold? Do they probably maybe? Play a little bit of a bigger part, but not as much. I mean, it's sort of like one of those things where, especially for like, the you know, the non power five, I'm doing maybe, or non power three, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's still going to be, look, I'm, we got to get somebody out to kind of talk a little bit more about this because it, it's definitely one of those sort of things where, you know, look, Kyle, we've been warned about this for like the last 15 or 20 years that they may, may go super conferences, they may, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, decimate you know, conferences are not going to be the conferences that we grew up with. So this is another one into those instances where you're kind of, you're getting plucked away. You're going to have to go travel across country, either back and forth to play some of these games and some of these tournaments and such. So a lot in a couple of years or, or maybe, I guess, sorry, next school year, I guess, because that's when Oklahoma and Texas joined the uh, SEC. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is definitely, gosh, I know, I know people like this idea. I don't, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to this type of stuff. So. It's just, mm, I I don't know. I mean, this is sort of like, I'm dreading this. Sid, I'm gonna say that I'm dreading this this moment. Yeah, of, I was you know. I was gonna
1: ask you. I think this is yeah. I think this is more of a college football question than a college basketball question. But since you said you're a traditionalist, do you think that? There could be potential new rivalries that could come out of this because the Oklahoma-Texas rivalry, I think it will still be on in the SEC, but Mm -hmm. in terms of the now with the two new Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten, uh, there's going to be new rivalries. Uh, uh, Do you like that at all, or uh, how is this going to shape up because – uh, some things that that uh, I'm with you. I'm a traditionalist in, in many aspects, and some a- aspects I'm not. But I I think that uh, uh, you just don't want the old traditions and the old rivalries to go away. I I don't want to speak for you, but for me, uh, there's nothing wrong with creating new rivalries. You just can't replace it with old rivalries either.
0: Yeah, I think there's room
1: for both. Maybe yeah, maybe I, I'm crazy for thinking that way, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, hopefully we'll look at those UCLA UCLA matchups um in this in the i guess what like in mid-november like right before thanksgiving hopefully we'll still have that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, uh, I'm sure they'll figure that out on how to make sure that game is still played. The Red River rivalry, if you will. I mean, look, Florida and Texas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe Oklahoma and Georgia, those could be good rivalries. Uh, we don't use USC and Michigan. I know, look, we've seen a lot of these Rose Bowl matchups with you know, UCLA and USC and with these Big Ten teams. You know, Ohio, yeah, State. those
1: traditional bursts with the Rose Bowl is gone now, especially yeah, with so- the, them being in rotation for the college football playoffs.
0: Yeah, so that 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 that's sort of like you know done for as well. So it, it's yeah, it, it's going to be kind of cr- kind of crazy you know, with the adjustment adjusting to all these you know new rivalries. I mean, I mean, you know USC and Maryland, okay, is that going to be kind sort of like the big rivalry in hoops? I don't know. Uh, maybe in college football, <laughs> like I said, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I am like, a traditionalist when it comes to this type of thing, and. Like, I think the, the rivalries are just gone. I think like money has kind of been the root of this and the TV money, especially. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the Big Ten Network, they're going to be looking for a new TV deal. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess at a USC, UCLA, I guess that'll kind of help with the, you get the, you know, add to the pot in that. But I, I feel like this is going to be one of those instances where, I don't know, this, this could come back to bite a lot of these conferences in the butt. But mm-hmm. I'm still going to watch. So,
1: <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports uh, Special Friday edition, the uh, 4th of July holiday weekend edition, right here on Sports On Chicago. we live and in living color. I'm Sid, that's Kena. You can uh, have a comment or question for us. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Likina, uh, I know we have a few minutes left in this in this uh, break, but let's at least start the conversation off with uh, uh, talking about baseball. Let's start off with the local teams. We'll get to the White Sox in just a minute, Likina, Uh They gave me a headache, but I'll I'll try to pull on that as much as possible. Let's discuss the Chicago Cubs. They split their series with the Cincinnati Reds earlier this week. I know they have uh, a game going on right now against the Boston Red Sox uh, in the league matchup at Wrigley Field. As of right now, the Red Sox have an early one nothing lead uh, against the Cubs. Lakina Christopher Morell, the rookie sensation outfielder, is continuing to impress people. He had another big home run right last night. It gives him seven on the year. Uh, he should be the favorite as of right now to win NL Rookie of the Year. Uh say Suzuki, who's been hurt over the last month. Yeah, he, uh, he, he had a, a home run last night in an RBI in his rehab assignment in Iowa. But get back to this current uh Cubs team. Uh at least against a bad Cincinnati team. Their offense looked good. Uh the question is: uh, uh will some of these players stick around for the rebuild? Cal Hendricks in his last start yesterday, he looked good as well. Will he be pitching for another team in the next month or so as the trade deadline looms? Uh, there's still a lot of questions with a whole lot of answers to be to be had on the north side.
0: Yeah, uh, seven strikeouts for Hendricks. I actually was able to catch some of that game. Pat, Patrick Wisdom had, uh, I think, like five RBIs, including a grand slam. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think sort of, you know, he's kind of, kind of been that part of that core. So, you know, six RBIs, I should say for uh, Mr. W- Mr. Wisdom, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a career high for him, obviously. So, uh, you know, um, you know five hits, you know, for Morrell had five, you know, that's a career high for him. I think you're starting to see a little bit of it. Look, you're, you look, it comes to what you're supposed, what they're supposed to do. You get two, you win two out of three against a really bad mm-hmm. sensei team. You know, look that 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 could you know help, and I'm sure the place is rocking over there, strictly. So I'm not too you know too worried about that. Now, as far as Hendricks, could he be perhaps be the subject of trade rumors? Sure. I mean, look, I think he's definitely a guy that you can kind of get a haul from, and look, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens here because you're seeing a little bit of it. Do you think? Do you see perhaps maybe? Maybe them trading maybe an uh, Ian Happ or Wilson Contreras who had a home run yesterday in that uh, little shellacking that they did mm-hmm. to uh, to Sensi. Now again, this is going to be one of those days where it's like I said, it's going to it's the 600, 600 home runs for uh, him for Mister uh, Wilson Contreras. Well, well five hundred home runs, I think that's that, that was for Mister Contreras. I looked that up right quick, but uh, it was a big uh, milestone for him uh, yesterday. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, I know I know a lot of Cubs fans don't want him to leave you know him and mm-hmm. and such but you, know, you may have to if you want to try and draft me get back into it and such but uh yeah 600 hits for uh for uh Contreras yesterday that's the 600 hit it is his hit in his career so i don't know i mean I, like i said we don't know what jed Horror is gonna do we don't know what's what's going on in his head so i don't know we'll have to see what happens there
1: yeah, there will be a lot of suitors for those key veterans that you just mentioned, Likini. I know Russell Contreras is being looked at by both the New York teams, the Mets and the Yankees. Perhaps, uh, maybe uh, uh, an Atlanta Braves team is looking at Contreras. We're not, we're not sure. We know that the, the uh, DH is in both leagues now, so. Uh, anybody that's, that's in contention that could be up for his services. Ian Hap, we, we know that he could play the outfield as well. He's a versatile player, so he's he's attractive on the market. I know he's hitting around 285 or so. And Patrick Wisdom, uh, could he be that second all-star, Lakina uh, that, uh, that, um, that represents the Cubs in an all-star game? We shall see. He has the numbers right now. Uh, I forgot who the other uh, all star could be for the Cubs, but you have a couple all stars there. I think mean, Wilson Gutierrez, I think Gutierrez, those two should yeah, be Gutierrez. the only two. Yeah, should be the only two Cubs players and think, representing I, the, the Cubs in all star game. I think he's,
0: yeah, I think Contreras is leaning among catchers right now in the NL, okay. so he might be, you know, you coming from that. So, yeah, he definitely could be a second, the second uh, all star for the Cubs. So, we'll let's just see what happens there. And they got a tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough matchup against the Red Sox. Uh, I don't think they're, I think it's raining here in Chicago, so they may be. Yeah, they're still light. playing as
1: of this moment. So in the Red Sox, so it looks like they may start to pour on, but we'll see. Like I said, Boston has an early 1 nothing lead on the Cubs at the top of the first.
0: All right, so we'll see what happens there. Let's talk, let's go uh, talk some White Sox here, Sid. Thankfully, they were off yesterday because they need to get that bad taste of losing the series to the yeah. Angels out of their mouth. Uh, yeah, you know, Otani. Um, hmm, got a little bit of you know they they took him out after six, but with all the, the suspensions going on, with that crazy brawl that happened, with the Mariners again, we'll probably talk about that later. You know, in the next segment, but you know the fact that they were able to still beat the White Sox, you know, two out of three. I think that's probably, I guess, like that could, sort of like a sort of a testament to, I guess, that team and unfortunately on the White Sox side, unfortunately, o- Otani won that battle. Um, against uh, against Michael Kopech and such, that rubber match. So what do you think about the, uh, the that series?
1: The White Sox should have won two out of three in that series. They had Ohtani on the ropes, even though Ohtani had, had a very good performance. The White Sox compiled seven hits when Ohtani exited uh, the sixth inning the other night. And the problem with the White Sox, when they don't hit home runs, look you know, we talked about it over the last few years. When they don't hit home runs, they struggle to get Running us across home plate, and you saw saw it in those two losses against Anaheim. Now, as far as, far as the pitching is concerned, Lucas Giolito did okay on Monday. The Sox still should have won that game, but it wasn't Lucas Giolito's father. It was the father of, of the offense once again. Now on Tuesday, the uh, the offense for the White Sox came alive. In particular, Josh Harrison. He's still swinging a hot bat. Yeah. Uh, uh, He'll be the second baseman as of now going forward, especially with the injuries to uh Danny Mendek and Leary Garcia. The obsession with him by Tony Larusa, I I don't get it, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But in Wednesday's game, the White Sox actually had a chance to get back in it. And uh, mm-hmm. they they failed once again. Lakina, as we said before, we'll say it again. Thank goodness they're in the AL Central. We'll talk about perhaps on the other side is right. what Cleveland and Minnesota did in their series uh, the other day. But uh the Sox are lucky to be in the AL Central, and they're lucky that the third wild card slot starts this year. When are they going to turn it around? Hopefully it's this weekend. I'm still waiting for the answer to that question, Lakina. It's like we've been asking this all season. <laughs> when are they going to turn it around? Because, because look at their record, Lakina. They're doing better on the road than they are at home. One good hot streak, and they're right back in it and perhaps leading this division. But you know, for f- some reason, they just can't put it together. Now, the looking problem-
0: at... Th- the yeah. The problem go ahead. is, is yeah. The problem is, is that they now have they got three teams. Texas is in it too. Uh, mm-hmm. Both the Angels and the Mariners and Mariners have been showing a little bit of a stride lately, and also to the Rays. That that's the leader, in that that they're a wild card right now. So, I mean, you're gonna have to jump over a lot of teams, and, and yeah, yeah, you could. All you need to go into the hot streak and blah 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 or whatever. But I'm I'm still waiting. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. You know, we're in July now, uh, folks. Yeah, and so I don't know what. <sighs> We'll, we'll we'll talk about some names that the White Sox could probably get that might be on the move and such. But uh, I mean, I I, I looked at that that game, especially that that Wednesday's game. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the yeah you you know, and our buddy Sean our buddy Sean Davis sort of said it best. He was a White Sox fan. We got to get him back on the show. Yes. And uh, look, this team does not have it right now, and I agree with them. They just don't have that mm-hmm. that it factor. You can you can play the injuries and whatnot. Eloy is not there right now. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But. They were struggling even before Eloy got hurt and all these other injuries. So they may not, they may not just have it. I'm getting to the point where they may not just have it right now. So I don't know. They got, they got a tough series you know, against the the Giants. Yeah. Lance Lynn against Alice Cobb. That's the match. Uh, that's the matchup tonight. Yeah. A pretty, a pretty solid Giants team. I know they've had their issues too. They're kind of like mm-hmm. similar. Although the, the, although the Giants are six games over 500, but that's another, we'll get to them in a second, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so mm, I don't know. I don't know what else to t- what to tell White Sox fans. I'm gonna try to be encouraging, but
1: uh, I'll give some sort of encouragement. You have Lance Link going tonight. You have Lucas Giolito going on Sunday. He looked good in his last start, as I talked about a moment ago. You have Dylan Cease going tomorrow, so you should uh, take two out of three. Should <laughs> okay, Lakina, You should t- take two out of three. Me personally, I wish I would put Dylan Cease in that Minnesota series, which starts on Monday, but that's a whole nother issue. Thank you, TLR, but. You still should do no worse to take two out of three from the Giants. It'll push you. It'll put you at least two games under 500. With a very important series against Minnesota coming up starting next week, and then you have Detroit here next weekend. Then you have Cleveland again and Minnesota again before right before the All-Star break. So, for for the White Sox, as we said, Lakina, it's July the first. Uh, I don't want to hear that it's early anymore. It's not. Now the qu- the main question is: Are the Sox as good? Even with their injuries as they were last year, when everybody wasn't healthy, I'm but, starting to lean toward they're not that good. But the Sox, the players had to look themselves in the mirror to prove to prove us wrong, and prove themselves wrong that they're better than what their record says they are, even despite all the injuries.
0: And I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens in the series against the Giants because it's going to be a tough series. Um, so yeah, might. I think this is like the first time they've. I think the White stuff that played in San Fran in a in a minute. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. Of, of course, our buddy Vernon uh, checks in. Thank you, Vernon, for all the support. Make sure you guys tell your friends that we're also on Roku TV now. That Roku! This our 4th, the only season that Ta retires mid-season. Rick hand picks his interim. That's not happening, Vernon. Sorry, that's not happening. I'm sorry, that ain't happening. I see. I see other people say the same thing. That ain't happening, folks. Sorry. All we'll
1: right. we'll get to yeah we'll get Sorry. to more baseball yeah we'll get to more baseball talk on the other side we'll get to the best and worst what happened from around the diamond from this past week and we'll give you the preview for this weekend series coming up and around Major League Baseball and we have some more uh, sports media news and nuggets as well I'm Sid that's Lakina you listen to a special Friday holiday Fourth of July weekend of Second City Sports we're live in living color right here on
2: Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sport Zone Chicago. Day off for of the White Sox on Thursday. They start a series at San Francisco tonight. One and one right-hander Lance Lynn faces three and three righty Alex Cobb. The Cubs pounded the Reds 15 to seven on Thursday. Patrick Wisdom hit a grand slam and a solo homer en route to a career high six RBI. Wisdom slam off Graham Ashcraft capped a five run second. The Cubs collected 23 hits off five pitchers, tying their season high from a 21 nothing route of the Pirates back in April. Cubs starter Kyle Hendricks improves to four and six. He tossed six innings of six hit ball and tied a season high with seven strikeouts. Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward placed on the 10-day injured list. That's retroactive to June the 27th. Up next for the Cubs, tonight's series opener against the Red Sox, righty Adrian Sampson gets to start at Wrigley Field. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone Chicago. Why choose
3: proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the signs. All you have to do is sleep. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899. Plus, special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. For nearly 100 years, folks have trusted Blue Star medicated ointment to relieve the pain and itching of almost any skin irritation. It works on my son's dry, itching feet and their jock itch. I
0: had this rash on my neck. Nothing worked until Blue Star. Blue Star worked great on my ringworm without steroids. My wife and I have been using Blue Star for years. It's never let us down.
3: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first
1: aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Welcome back to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Real live and in living color. Hopefully, you join your 4th of, Ju- 4th of July uh, weekend. Uh, stay safe out there. Do not mess with any fireworks, as Lakina would say, or you'll pay for it in more ways than one. I'm Sid the Kid, all along mm. with Miss Lakina McGee. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, it's CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
0: You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter, and at Keenan Scobricky on the IG,
1: and don't forget now we're on Roku TV. So if you have a Roku television, just go to the sports section, search for Sports Zone Chicago, and voila, we're right there for you. You go watch Sports Zone Chicago. There you go, Lakina. As Justin feels roaming down that sidelines at Soldier Field, get up, Chicago Sports Zone. Chicago is now on Roku TV. You can watch Sports Zone Chicago. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 52 weeks out of the year, both live and on demand. So make sure you tell your friends Roku is seen over, it's available in 80 million homes here in this great country of the United States of America. So there's no excuse. So go to the sports section and search for Sports on Chicago, put it in your television right there, and you can uh, access all of our great programming as we. Have it, have it. We have it going on right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, let's continue the baseball talk as we wrap up today's show and our final segment on the show. And speaking of our final segment of the show of the show, you have any questions or comments? You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, uh, what impressed me throughout baseball uh, outside our Chicago teams this week? As I said, to, I think I said to you on our show on Monday. The Cleveland Indians taking three out of five from the Minnesota Twins. I'm not shocked. It, I'm not. I'm not shocked by that at all. Uh, Minnesota's uh, starting pitching outside of Sonny Gray is suspect. Their bullpen is falling apart. And shout out to our guy Josh Nelson from the Sox Machine. We had to get him back on the program too. Uh, he said on his podcast on Monday that uh, their pitching coach left to go to LSU, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much had an effect on the Twins as well. And shout out to the Guardians uh, for their hitting as well. Ahmed. Uh, rosario jose ramirez they're doing that thing with the big bats they came up big taking three out of five from the division uh once the once division leading twins down the guardians sit atop the al central leading by a couple of games
0: yeah that that sort of like kind of came out of nowhere that twin uh, pitching coach that that you know, Jeff Pass has said it that like, that's got to be your first. You know, Wes Johnson leaving, you know, he had been there, I think, for like right like, in the middle of the season, 10, 12 years, like right in the middle of the season to go to, go to LSU. Mm-hmm. So but that 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 seemed to kind of you know came out of nowhere there, but okay, it is what it is. So they're, you know, yeah, you know, they they uh, promoted for when they, they, they Pete Mackay is taken over, and I guess they're still, you know, I guess adjusting to sort of his sort of you know teachings and stuff. So he's a young guy. Guys, yeah, so I'm sure they'll, maybe, you may have to give them, like, maybe a couple of weeks from them to figure that out, so hopefully, if you're a Twins fan, hopefully they will. Now, the Guardians, now, the Guardians are, they've been on a tear lately. They've won four mm-hmm. games in the last ten days when trailing by multiple runs in the eighth inning or later. And that's against the Twins this year. That's like the most such comeback wins one team has had against another team in a full season. You go all the way back to 1974 with the Tigers. And then, of course, you know, then Cleveland Indians. So, you know, they're kind of Minnesota have been going on a tear lately. And look, can they keep it up? Sure. I mean, they're taking advantage of, you know, some of the other, you know, the White Sox misfortunes and what the Twins are going through with their injuries and such, you know, they're pitching coach leaving. So they're kind of taking advantage of all that right now. Can they keep it up? We'll see. I mean, again, White Sox fans, I'm sure, you know, they're, That's probably the one saving grace for them is that, you know, the the division isn't very good, but, you know, on the other hand, though, you kind of figured, okay, let's see if the Guardians can keep it up. Now they got some, you know, they got some games against the Sox coming up. They're going to be doing some more games against the Twins. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll finally see who's going to end up, you know, being on the long end of that AL Central.
1: And also, too, from the world of baseball from this week, the Toronto Blue Jays take two out of three at home against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, The Blue Jays had a chance to sweep, but the Red Sox said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, we'll beat you in extra innings, and that's what they did in that third game on Wednesday. Also, too, the Los Angeles Dodgers losing two out of three in Colorado. As I told you on Monday, Lakina, the Dodgers always have trouble in Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies. Of course, the, the Dodgers came off of their emotional Uh, series against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. Of course, Freddie Freeman. uh, Crygate is going on if you listen to LA Sports Radio earlier this week. But uh, the Dodgers lose two out of three in Colorado after taking two out of three last weekend in Atlanta. Uh, I know they have another big series uh, uh, with the San Diego Padres, which was kicked off last night by them winning. Three to one, thanks to Justin Turner's Mm -hmm. two home run performance. But the Dodgers, they're they're still in the dogfight between the Giants and now the San Diego Padres for the NL West lead.
0: Yeah, more or less the Padres right now. So this is a sort of a big series for for them. And hopefully they can kind of go you know, put some distance between both the, but the Padres and the Giants, of course, the Giants playing the white Sox right now. So that West, I think, you know, with all the injuries right now, I think you know, the other Dodgers fans should be looking at the Dodgers are still even right there at the top with all the injuries that they've had mm-hmm. so far. So, you know, I think this sort of like helps them if nothing else now going into the central, um, you know, the Brewers, you know, and the Cardinals, they both. Well, I'll say this, I mean, they, you know, they did, they did you know they did they, they, they did win their mini sort of like their made two gamer against the the Rays. unfortunately they yeah. lost last night to the Pirates so we we'll, we'll get to what the Pirates is on the their has been doing they got some you know pretty good talent there and so you know this as far as their the Carters, of course and such as after losing two out of three for the Cubs they ended up winning two out of 3 against the Marlins but they they lost you know, the other chance to sweep the Marlins so again we'll get to get some a couple of players from the Marlins there in a second but I, I, I kind of feel like this sort of definitely gonna, this could come down to like the last couple of weeks of the season in the in the NL Central because it's definitely going to be between those two teams, and I think this will be definitely going to be a dog I know it's going to pull away in that division from those two.
1: Yeah, we kind of we kind of have the opposite feeling of that a year uh, this time a year ago. Looking as I said, uh, the White last year's Milwaukee Brewers are last year's White Sox. Uh, look, look what's happening this year. The Milwaukee Brewers are still above 500. The White Sox are not, but the St. Louis Cardinals, for some reason, just keep hanging around. Keep hanging around. It's going to take one big streak that, the, uh, from what the Cardinals did last year, for them just to get in the playoffs. But it's going to take a one big hot streak for one of those teams to separate themselves in the NL Central. Both of them are not great teams, but I think Milwaukee has just a little bit more talent. But it's not—they're not separated by them that much from St. Louis. But like you said. It depends on uh, which uh, which team makes the biggest splash at the trade deadline. I think they'll give that team an edge. But as of right now, as you you said, it's gonna, both those teams will perhaps come down to the last game of the year to decide that NL Central title.
0: And they still do play a lot this year, so it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting. You know, after the All, you saw what happened a couple as- weeks
1: ago in Milwaukee. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting to see who comes out of that division. Now, I want to sort of stick with them and, you know, talk about what the Pirates and some of their hitters. Michael Perez had three home runs last night. Uh, Brian Reynolds, you know, hit three on Wednesday. Jack Swaziski, of course, we mentioned it uh, last, you know, last week, right before, uh, on Father's Day, he hit three home runs. So, that's the you know, the first team in MLB history to have three different players with three home runs, but having a three home run game the same month. So I, I guess maybe the, the Pirates aren't laughing. Stuff they got some, they got some good players on that team. So on that team, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So you, you got to give them, you know, give them props for them what they're doing and you know the the hitting and such. We'll see if they can keep it up. And you might see a couple of those guys on the move, you know, on the before the trade deadline. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so if you're Pirates. You got to be you're feeling pretty good if you're a Pirates fan. No, you're not. You're you're not you're not, you're not, you're not in last place, which is a good thing in, in El Central, But you got <laughs> some you know, good players. Kind of keep guys, key guys kind of like you know, up from there from the basement.
1: Yeah, and and speaking of the NLE, so let's go to that division right now. The New York Mets were swept in their mini two-game series against the Houston Astros. They lose their series uh, four games to none as those two teams played twice last week. So there may be a possible World Series preview. You never know, so stay tuned for that. The Atlanta Braves take care of the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, winning two out of three in the city of brotherly love earlier this week. The Miami Marlins, of course, lost two out of three in St. Louis. And Laquina, I I, I, I kind of do believe in the New York Mets, but they, they're going to get tested again. So I'm kind of waiting to see mode. I know people want to hand them the NL East title, but not yet. I know uh, they had to pray, play the Braves a few more times. So uh, I'm waiting to see how they respond to uh, to that when those two teams play again. I don't know. Max Scherzer is supposed to come back soon. We'll see mm-hmm. what what's the future for like for Jacob Degrom, but give Buck Showalter that uh, the new manager of the Mets credit because he has that team playing a high level. Definitely, that definitely the club definitely respects him right now.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a, a good thing if you're a, a fan of that. Now, as far as the Phillies are concerned, at least on the flip side, though, you know Kyle Schwarber has hit 47 home runs at 457 game career, you know, you know June at bats. Uh, that's like the best home run ratio in the month of June in, in history ahead of Beirut. So he's already hit you know 28 home runs in the la- over the last two months of June, the last two years, I should say, the way they they said it. So and the mm-hmm. the the, the, the Phillies are right there. They're they're still two and a half back from that last uh, wild card spot. So they still got a lot to play for as well. Yeah, so Bryce Harbour gonna... will be
1: out though for the foreseeable future with that busted yeah. thumb.
0: I know, and you know, that that's a that's a tough one. That's such a freak accent, too. That that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he should be back like, like after the All Star break. Is what they're saying. So hopefully by the time he gets back, they'll still be like right there in the middle for that third wild card spot. So we'll see mm-hmm. uh, what happens um, there. Also, to uh, Sandy Alcantara, of course, that was the he was the guy that you know that you know kept the kept the uh, the Marlins from getting swept yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a complete game, you know, most of Bill's pitches thrown in a complete game. He had 117 pitches in you know, yesterday's game at the Marlins one and 115. You know, he's now throwing like 100, like 79 two thirds innings in his last 10 starts. Now it could be a, he could be a guy that could probably, you know, in the trade deadline, you know, that could be a pitcher that some, you know, some teams may want to yeah. add. Now he eats a lot of, Why, he socks, a lot y- of, Sox, he, all Dodgers. All, yeah, he a lot he's a lot of innings. so That's probably going to be the one thing, you don't want him to have like a tired arm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he is a guy that can't eat up in, eat up in, so he could be a, 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 a potential trade trade target for somebody, I should say.
1: Yeah, like I said, White Sox, Dodgers, Milwaukee.
0: Mm, yeah, there are a lot of teams that could use them, so yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. To, uh, of course, yo, know, shout out to of course, yo, know, P, yo, know, Patrick Wisdom. You know, he became the sixth club to have two home runs and six RBIs, and also, yeah, stole base last night too. We got to remember that, mention that. Since RBI became an official stat in 1920. He joins Andre Dawson, and the Hawk. He did it on you know, June 7, 1987 against the Astros, so want to give him a little bit of a shout-out there. Now, going into the AL for a second, uh, let's see, Houston, 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 they're starting to pull away a little bit from that, in that uh, yep. AL West. They're in a three-game uh, winning streak. Uh, I know they uh, beat the Yankees yesterday, so yeah that, the, was make-up that was a make game make-up from the game lockout the, schedule the gas from the lockout schedule. So they won that game, you know, and of course they they swept the Mets and they're two gamers, so and they're facing the angels starting tonight. so Houston might be starting to kind of get you know kind of starting to pull away from that division a little bit. We'll see.
1: Yeah, and going over to AL East, as we mentioned Toronto taking two out of three from Boston. Of course, Boston's here in Chicago against the Cubs this weekend. Uh, looking at the scoreboard right now, they lead the Cubs 4 nothing at the top of the second inning. So uh, as of right now, it's no rain. <laughs> no rain on the north side but uh the bats or the red sox are raining down at the friendly confines but the new york yankees took care of business against a lowly uh oakland athletics team earlier this week so they're on a, a winning streak and they they have a tough series coming up this week and we'll get to in just a minute but as we've said before for, about this division lakina uh it's going to come down to uh, of the last couple of weeks of the season, Tampa Bay still hanging around, but you you think they may be going off a cliff a little bit, but I want to see uh, out of Tampa, not just Tampa. I'm taking Tampa, but between Boston, Toronto, and the Yankees, who's going to make the biggest deal at the trade deadline?
0: Well, because it's going to come
1: down to those three teams, I believe.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who, you know, which one, you know, who, which team has sort of like that thing where they can kind of, you know, pick up and such. So I think that's going to be sort of like the number one question. So I don't know. I mean, again, like, we we'll, talked about some of the things that are out there and you know, the trade, you got the trade like coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I, I either one of these teams and who's going to get the edge in that division, because it's, it's going to come down to who makes that, that move that they need. You know, the Yankees need more definite pitching side. We know that mm-hmm. the Rays. Need more pitching as well, and Toronto needs more pitching. So I think those are going to be the three teams who can, who has sort of like the the deal that they can send to some of these other teams that are not in the contention, and perhaps you know, sort of dazzling to taking their guys. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens there.
1: All right, Lakina, let's go over the schedule for this coming weekend around Major League Baseball starting uh with the schedule for tonight. Of course, the this these weekend series will continue through Sunday as we celebrate the 4th of July weekend. Of course, we have the Red Sox and Cubs in the interleague battle going on right now at at Wrigley Field. Of course, we have the White Sox and the Giants from the West Coast uh, in San Francisco and Formerly known as Pat Bell Ballpark. I don't know what the hell they're calling it now, and I don't care. (laughs) We have the the Tampa Bay Rays and the Blue Jays for a four-game series this weekend. Of course, there's a doubleheader due to the lockout tomorrow, Mm -hmm. so those two teams will play two. We have the Florida Marlins at the Washington Nationals. We have the St. Louis Cardinals at the Philadelphia Phillies. We have the Atlanta Braves at the lowly Cincinnati Reds. We have the Brewers and the Pirates continuing their four-game weekend series. We have Kansas city in Detroit news about that game that I want to ask you about coming up. If you saw the headlines earlier this week uh, regarding the Sunday game, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Yankees and guardians will get it on from Cleveland's progressive field this weekend for a big three game gamer series uh texas and the mets that's the first game of tonight's apple tv doubleheader that's at 6 10 p.m central standard time once again texas and new york to take on the yankees in an interleague series in the second game of that apple tv doubleheader will be starting an hour later at 7 10 p.m we have the los angeles angels against the houston astros and they round out the weekend schedule arizona and colorado baltimore and minnesota to take on the twins Oakland at Seattle and the Padres and the LA Dodgers.
0: All right, and uh, the FS1 game of the week will be Oakland and Seattle. That's a three ten on FS1 tomorrow, and also to the uh, Fox regional coverage. Of course, you got the Red Sox and the Cubs. And the Padres and the Dodgers, of course, I'm assuming that, I guess, they're going to split it through regionally. So, I guess all mm-hmm. you on the West Coast will begin the San Diego uh, yep. Dodgers game. And uh, all you out east will begin the uh, Red Sox and Cubs. Sorry, sorry, folks.
1: Oh, there's going to be a murder tomorrow night.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Peacock, and the Peacock game of the week will be Kansas City and Detroit at 11.05. This is what Sid was talking about, about just a minute ago. It's going to be on Peacock at 11.05. So uh, note the start time there. And uh, the night baseball, you got St. Louis and the Phillies. I want to talk about, you know, uh, a guy from the Phillies, Mark Apple. If you guys haven't read his story, Uh, he'll be turning 31 in uh, a few weeks. And, of course, he was number one pick, you know, drafted, walked away from the sport, you know, due to injuries and, you know, just couldn't find his velocity. He actually made his his, uh, major league debut this past uh, Tuesday and uh pitch of scores in the, against the brave. So we just want to give a shout out to that, that story. Cause that's a really cool story. If you haven't checked out, check out this story, you know, check it out. Cause you know, it's just a great story and you know, perseverance pays off.
1: And that is a great story. Like you, Lakina said, check it out. Oh, uh, going back to that Peacock game this Sunday between Kansas city and Detroit. Lakina, like, you know, I don't know if you read the story, but you know, of course Jason Benet, the White Sox TV announcer, usually yeah. does the pre games. He won't be doing it this Sunday. They'll be doing a special Comerica Park Comerica. Stadium tour.
0: Yeah, they're doing. A, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're doing a kind of like I guess with the players only. I, I heard, I heard uh, Jason and Wallace and Sylvia a couple of days ago. He talked about that. He said they want to do a kind of like a players-only kind of thing, uh, where they're I guess they're going to have like a couple of their you know you know couple the, of their guys from the uh four major league guys are going to be doing the games themselves okay yeah uh <laughs> hmm. hmm okay
1: yeah i know right <laughs> thank goodness it's <this> on <sighs> peacock and not on regular nbc no one be watching this
0: <laughs> no 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 so i uh, i guess if you're on peacock i guess you kind of get away with uh doing a game like this so you know, I don't know if it's gonna work, but you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and just real quick, Lakina Liz, uh, since we won't be here on Monday for Fourth of July, we'll give yes. you the uh, the schedule oh, yes. for the Fourth of July baseball. Of course, the Twins and the White Sox at seven ten, um, Marlins at the Nationals. That's a special ten oh five Central Standard Time start. We have Texas at Baltimore, Cleveland at Detroit for a doubleheader in Motown. Speaking of Detroit, we have Tampa at the Red Sox, Cubs and the Brewers. For those of you Cubs fans that looking to travel. This weekend, you can travel up uh, 294 up to Milwaukee to watch Cubs and Brewers, Uh, Kansas City at Houston, San Francisco at Arizona, the Mets at the Reds, Seattle at San Diego, Cardinals at the Braves. This should be a good series. Blue Jays Mm -hmm. at the Oakland Athletics, and then Colorado at Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers. So that's your 4th of July schedule.
0: Yeah, some of these games will be extended to go through the rest of the series. Uh... New York and uh, the Reds, uh, also the Yankees and the Pirates, still going to be playing as well, uh, kicking off their series. So some of these games in uh, Philly, Philly will be hosting Washington. Oh, what's how the might? Well, Washington has been playing pretty well. That's probably the only, I guess, the only like good. Yeah. Player, a Nationals <laughs> fan. Uh, let's see. Of course, San Francisco and Arizona. That's another series. I'll be starting on Tuesday. And yeah, I think you covered the other one, Sid. So like I said, the Saint say what Louis Atlanta series, that should be a fun one mm-hmm. over there down there in Atlanta. That should you know th- this could probably have maybe be like a wild card type of thing. So that'll be interesting there. And uh of course the Guardians have played the Detroit. So yeah, that—that gets by. I think you covered the rest of it, sis. So yeah, so we're that those are sort of series are going to be starting on you know on Tuesday after the uh, the Fourth of July holiday, of course, since mm-hmm. we won't be here. Sorry, folks, but uh, we're going to keep you up uh, sort of updated on that. So uh, yeah, and that is your baseball schedule for the, this weekend and going into early next week.
1: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in the color. I'm Sid the Kid, along with Miss Lakina McGee. Lakina, we still have a couple minutes left before we close up shop. Uh, a couple of headlines from the sports media world to pass along to you uh, and to our viewers and listeners. Commissioner Rob Memphis says the of MLB's blackout policy is a quote unquote top priority. This should have been done years ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, this is sort of like the one thing that a lot of people, especially if you live outside of your your favorite team's region. Like I said, I got a friend who lives out in Iowa. He's a big Cubs fan. He can't watch those Cubs games because of the fact that, you have know, the blackout and such. So, again, we'll believe it when we see it. I think that's going to be sort of like yeah. a lot of folks are going to say that, okay, you know, put your money where your, where your mouth is and end these uh, MLB blackouts and such because this is sort of like what's – this is not what's helping your game grow. I know the Rays have actually been pretty solid so far. Mm-hmm. and MLB regionally, but it,
1: it could be better. It can be better. Also, you, like you said, your friend in Iowa, with, like, I have a couple of people who follow me on Twitter as well. They're from Iowa. They can't watch the Sox either. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a five team, uh, five teams that if you're in a state of Iowa, you cannot watch. Of course, the Cubs, right. the Sox, the Brewers, the Twins. The Kansas City Royals, yeah, the, the Royals I, I, I think. I
0: think the Royals, yeah. The, are
1: the team Royals, team. Yeah. yeah. I think we cover all of them, so yeah, and, 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 that, and that's sad as well. And, and you, you really cut off the nose to spite your face. And I, I, this should have been done a long time ago. And we talked about this last week, Lakina of uh Nesson, the mm-hmm. uh, the official flagship TV station for the Red Sox. They had their own app with the yeah. Nesson 360. It looks like marquee, uh, we'll start uh, something similar to that for the Cubs fans next year, what the what the prices are going to be, how they're going to do this. We're mm-hmm. not sure. We're going to find out in the weeks and months ahead. And so hopefully those uh, fans in those states can uh, are allowed to access those uh apps and access those games. So you don't have to depend on MLB.tv because right now if you live in the state, like you said, in Iowa, there's five teams you cannot watch and you paying over $200 for a yearly subscription for that service. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, that whole thing is I think it's and I think hopefully maybe Ron Manfred puts his money where his mouth is and sort of end these blackouts. Mm-hmm. Cause that's these are becoming this is becoming a turn for a lot of um fans. So this is coming like a point of contention with like our friends down in Iowa and other you know, other folks in other states where they can't watch this on their favorite team. So they really need to kind of get it together and sort of get this going because You know, if you want to do it through streaming, you know, look, people aren't getting their money's worth if they can't watch their favorite teams. Exactly. You're out all this money. You can't even watch your favorite teams, really. Like that. That's silly, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Another headline from the sports media media world: Aaron Andrews, the sports reporter in NFL sideline, yes, sideline reporter from Fox. She'll be working with uh, with. Uh, with Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt for this upcoming season. That's the new Fox number one team for football. She says that the Fox should have hired Peyton Manning instead of Tom Brady. But as we know that Peyton Manning wasn't interested at the time doing it.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. I mean, does she, I'm sure she knows. (laughs) She's, you know, they they came out of college at the same time. Of course, you know, her being, you know, at Florida and him being at Tennessee. Yes. He's already, he already said he was interested in doing television. So I don't, know what to, I don't know what her problem. I don't know what the, what the problem is. I mean it, it, it's been known, you know, People have known that look, yo, know, CBS I'm sh- look like, I'm sure Fox asked him. I'm sure they did, but I'm sure he told yeah. them no. So I don't know what the what the big deal is, but I don't know. I mean <laughs> But, like but like I said, I know some people have been you know, very adamant about uh you know you know Brady's you know massive t v con- I'm sure he's gonna be doing more than just calling games and that, yeah. that's a, it, I'm sure he's gonna be doing more folks I mean, I think I think he's gonna be doing some like some you're developing some you know doc series and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. I, I' would worried too, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure there's some uh, out clauses in that contract, just in case uh, things don't work out. So Mm -hmm. I don't expect him to stay the whole ten years, but you never know, looking. But like I said, I'm sure they have they'll have him do more. than just cover games. So, Keno, did you see the ratings for the Stanley Cup final? It's been yeah, very uh, solid. The, the highest in the last two years since the pandemic, the highest since the non pandemic last non pandemic year. And that was back in 2019. I know next year they'll be going to Turner as far as the yes. uh, Stanley Cup finals. They're going to rotate mm-hmm. every other yep. year. But Sean McDonough will be back as a lead voice for the NHL. I know he's a respectable guy in his business, but. I would have had Steve Levy you or know, John Bucci, guys, be the number one guy, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I think they're trying to sell the uh the product, I guess. You know, and look, Sean was people forget Sean was doing it even before, you know, when ESPN first had it. So I can kind of see why they probably want to kind of get him back into it. So I'm not I'm not too, you know, like freaked out about it. But uh yeah, look, it was solid ratings. You know, it look, I mean they, they definitely need to kind of you know take more chances on the pregame uh show uh, like a girl rachel Kopchak said i mean look yeah you, you know, we know how opinionated, Messier mark Messier and chris chose can be yeah you know let let, let, him, let him go free fall let them go off first take and let you know make stephen a smith look silly i mean look, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fun for me for us yeah so yeah why not yeah. why not yeah. but yeah
1: yeah, and know TNT's ratings were good too this year because uh, all, every, if you have linear cable, I guess that's mm-hmm. a new buzzword now. Linear cable yeah. uses, <laughs> true, yeah. uh, exclusively stream. TNT is available on all platforms, and yes, they did is. well, especially in their coverage this year. I know some of the media cri- critics are harsh on uh, Wayne Gretzky's analysis. I know why they brought him in there because he's a name and people will tune to watch because it's been all the other Liam McHugh used to do NBC. Uh he's yeah. he did a hell of a job for TNT this year. I'm glad they picked him up. But it's been the su- uh, supporting cast that's been uh uh, uh it's been great why you watch the NHL and TNT's pre- and post-game and intermission shows.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Rick Talk is actually pretty good. Gambling I mean, I man. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that boy. Yeah, he's actually really good. His, uh, <laughs> Anton Carter's, you know, really smart. Paul, Bissnet, yes. If you listen to his podcast, hockey podcast, you guys should because he's actually a pretty smart guy. So and pretty intelligent. And those, yeah, a lot he about was hockey. with NBC
1: too with Liam McHugh yeah. those years before. Yeah. So yes, he does great work as well.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I think people need to kind of just you know chill with the you know, TBS and such. I know also too, Leah dolls you know, gives me a lot of flack too for some of the uh you know some of the calls some of the games she did, but she's actually a better sideline report or ricks Rick side reporter I should say. And mm-hmm. we you know Emily Kaplan is great; she's terrific. So yes, not too, you know look. I'm, I'm sure things will get better, like you said. With Turner going to be doing the uh the the Stanley Cup next year, the Stanley Cup final. I I have no like I I can't wait for Ritakin and <laughs> and Paul mm-hmm. Bissner, you know, to kind of you know, go go yes. at it. And look, as for uh, Gretzky, they'll they'll use Gretzky that much anyway. So I think they kind of just use him when he needs to. You're probably gonna be seeing more of him, you know, in the in the Stanley Cup Finals because they're gonna be doing it next year. Turner is so. Yeah, that'll be, like,
1: why be not? kind of his role, like kind of what uh, TNT did when Kevin Garnett was hired there a few years ago with the Area uh, Twenty One segment. Me, yeah. me in my personal opinion, that's what I thought they should have did with Shaq. But of course, they saw him in a bigger role. Of course, that's why we watch because him and Barkley go at it all the time. So, yep. but if they could use Gracie, kind of what they did with Kevin Garnett when they had his Area Twenty One segment, uh they'll yep. be great. Because yeah, like so you I said, you don't know, have to like use that. them all the time anyway.
0: No, you. You probably just use them like every other game, or if there's a game savvy, you can use them then and such. I mean, yeah, it was mm-hmm. sort, of a, sort of a nice way to kind of, you know, you can play with the greats without using them too much. Sort of like what exactly. they did back in the day with logic, you know, on ESPN and ABC when they first got the uh, the NFL, the NBA coverage, I should say. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Any other any other last thing, thoughts before we part to enjoy this holiday weekend?
0: Well, some breaking news from Shamra. Sharna, uh, Derrick Jones Jr. Is, is going back to the Bulls for a two-year, six-point-six $6. million-dollar deal. Ooh, yeah! I know so, they get uh, some
1: depth in the small forward slash shooting guard department. He did do he did do uh, good, good things for the Bulls when he was healthy. I know he's a former Slam Dunk champion from a couple of years ago, but not a bad move for the Bulls. You didn't have to overpay him for his services. So, yeah, welcome so back, Derrick Jones Jr.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 6.6, like I said, uh, uh, I think, I know th- I'm sure the second year is an option year. So that, that that's pretty cool. So again, we'll we'll keep you guys on KD watching. Even though we're, we're going to be off on Monday, we'll keep you guys on KD watch. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's going to be, I doubt there's going to be any news at the pipe by the time we, we come back next Friday. But I was going to ask we'll, you that.
1: You think he'll be traded by the time we, we, uh, we, get not. we, we, we no. commerce next Friday.
0: No, no, I don't think no. so. I don't think. Okay. We, don't we'll see. Know. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, you may may have to get like two or three teams, I think, involved in those things, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do here because I I think, like, it's like we been saying, Phoenix and Miami are the favorites. They just gotta figure out how they're gonna move stuff around. That's just how it is. Mm
1: All right, Lakina, I'm smelling the barbecue. My stomach is growling. These drinks, i.e., water for me, are calling me. So uh, let's get up out of here. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the all the other sports that are going on. I'm ready to get at it and enjoy myself in this realization mode.
0: Yeah, I'm getting hungry myself. So with that said, you follow me. <laughs> Akina McGee on the Twitter and Akina underscore, underscore McGee on the IG.
1: You can follow your shorty Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again it's SidKit80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you download that on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports On Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you follow our podcast, Second City Sports at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure to now watch us on Roku TV. We are on Roku TV. You have a Roku. There we go. Lakeena, flash it up there. We're on Roku TV. You have a Roku TV in your house. Make sure you go to the uh, sports channel and type in Sports SportsZone Chicago. For those of you that don't have it, uh, make sure you get one. And you can download the Roku TV app on your phone, on your laptop, and make sure you go to the sports channel and type in Sports SportsZone Chicago. You can watch us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, and 52 weeks out of the year. You can watch us live and or on demand like you have plenty of time to do this weekend.
0: Oh, and also too, don't forget, it's also Bobby Mania Day! Yay! He's paid $1 Well, for point him anyway, not for <laughs> me. <laughs> well, why not for us. Wait, I'm gonna say not for us, unfortunately. But yeah, whoever <laughs> you know, one point you know, just under one point two million every year, you know, from 2011. This was like eleven years ago to 2035. So I don't look. I don't know who was his. Uh, who was his agent when he got this? You know, this call. But uh, you know, they gave him a nice little retirement plan. So uh, enjoy that money, yep. uh, Mr. Mania. <laughs>
1: Yep, make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We will not be here on Monday as we're going to enjoy the holiday weekend along with the rest of you beautiful folks.
0: All right. So uh be safe out there this 4th of July weekend, folks. You know, stay away from the fireworks and all that stuff. And you know, keep your fingers intact. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> wash your wash your hands. You're not gonna get vaccinated. Wear your mask. And just be good to to each other. This has been Second State Sports on Sports so Chicago, and we'll see you Friday, next Friday.
1: Happy birthday, America! Till then, holla!